With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. That's right. Martin Weiss, VJ Husky, broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. VJ, it's the first Saturday without... Without our sport that we know and love, football. Yes, sir. But, and it's, we got the NBA All-Star Game, and I'm sure you'll have a few opinions on that <laughs> going forward. But first, I got to start asking you, buddy, how are you today? I'm doing outstanding, man. I, I had a great morning, man. I was with my kids and my son. Watched some golf today. I watched Tiger like be competitive, and it got me all juiced up. Then I came into the studio, and they got football sugar cookies. Like, it's, like God is good, B. I'm doing well. How are you? Well, life is good, my friend. Broadcasting out of... A place I have not been in about eight years. But believe it or not, VJ. Nostalgia. Believe it or not, true story. I'll take my time to tell it. I made my first ever podcast episode in the very room that I'm sitting in right now See? eight years ago. See? Nostalgia, And man. now I am hosting a national radio show in that very spot. Same microphone and everything. Yeah, that's what's up. That's well, what, I assume it's the same baby. microphone. I don't know. Seven years, eight years go by. <laughs> Maybe they upgraded the material or not. But you know what? At the end of the day, this is the same room right here on 12 Mile Halstead Road in Farmington Hills, Michigan. I'm happy to be here. I had to go to my friend's baby shower. She is uh, pregnant. How was the shower? <laughs> How was the shower? What's that? How was the shower? How was it? Oh, it was good, Great. man. Yeah, good. I love baby showers and weddings. Those are, I'm in. If I get invited or my wife gets invited or something, the baby shower or weddings, they, I am 100% and I love both of those events. So first, the thing that I think is important for the for the uh, the people visiting the baby shower, you know, the, the not the necessarily mom and dad, you know, everybody else, the bar was open. Good job by you, Camille and David. Oh, nice. Good job by you, because here's the thing. A closed bar wedding, closed bar baby shower, what are we doing here? We're not at church. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're having fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's 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 kind of my attitude about it. Well, not unless you come from certain families, because I have been to some weddings where I go up to the groom or somebody close to the groom, because you don't want to bother the groom and the bride. You wait your turn. Sure, they it's got a their lot day. Of, you, it's you, their you, day. I need some support but, but staff find, around here. Yeah, but you find the cousin or the bridesmaid or the best man. And, hey, hey, bro, no empty bar? No, I mean, no open bar. And they'll be like, yeah, uh, actually, uh, Nut Nut just got home, so he here, and he still got beef with Ray Sean. So, we, yeah, we and we got some uncles. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> we got some uncles, B, that we, yeah, we got to keep the mouth washed. 
wash from. They ain't even allowed to go in the bathroom alone when they come visit. They drink them out. Yeah. So I have been to some weddings where because of what could happen when everybody has an open bar, there hasn't been an open bar. They'll have like a, a time period when we're waiting for them to come from in from taking their pictures and they'll come around with champagne and stuff like that. But once they get in there, yeah, the bar's over there, B. And, and he's got a jar up there for tips and his cash. Yeah, I, I, don't invite me to your cash bar wedding. <laughs> I mean, look, you, I'm not the issue. Your uncle, Nook, Nook and whoever, get them yeah. out of here. Yeah. But, VJ, the reason why we're talking about this is because we have literally no football to talk about. <laughs> right? We have no football to talk about whatsoever. This is the <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just so, told Brandon when I go, go home tonight. I just told Brandon. I said, when I go home tonight, bro, I will watch. I'm not watching the All-Star. I'm not watching any of that. So we'll get into that a little later today. I'm going to watch the XFL games that I DVR'd. I'm going to get a big sandwich. I'm going to have a fat boy sandwich tonight and sit home. Wife and kids are away for tonight. I got the crib to myself. And I'm going to watch the XFL games for today and support that league. And just I'm a football junkie. So I'm going to check it out, bro. I got I got a three-word betting tip for you on the XFL, VJ. You ready? Okay. Take the under. <laughs> they don't score a lot of points in those leagues. They do leagues. not score a lot yeah. of points in that, in that league right there. No, they but, don't. But, but last Sunday around this time, we saw a ton of points scored. 38 to 35, Kansas City wins the Super Bowl. VJ, you cast your defensive touchdown that you told the people about on last oh. Saturday. It just didn't catch on the team that you thought it was going to. Dude, when he picked that ball up, I said, and it was part of one of my parlays, and I lost the, I lost the whole parlay on that, and I already had three uh, going in my favor, and it was just like, yeah. But, yeah, and I thought about that. I said, yeah, but I'm not going to brag about it because I got it wrong. I did say a defense would score, but I thought I thought it would be the Eagles and then Jalen just – ball just slips out his hand, man. He's trying to cut and hits his thigh, and they scoop and score. So, you're right, man. I called a defensive touchdown, but I missed the team, Martin. I just got to say this, though. Congratulations to America. Legitimately. Okay. The discourse over the last week has been – honestly, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with everybody. Oh, okay. You know, okay. I, can't, I, can't help but, <laughs> I can't help but lock in after the Super Bowl. I hear, hear what the, the y'alls and the everybody's, as you yes. thought, has to say. Yes. When I saw Jalen Hurts drop that ball, Man. I thought – Doggone it. It's going to be a long summer. All I'm going to hear is how Jalen Hurts cost in the Super Bowl. And you can't pay this guy all this money. In fact, not only have I not heard that, I've heard rumblings from you know different people around the business that potentially Jalen Hurts could have been considered for an MVP spot yep. in a loss. And you know what? I don't necessarily go that far, but I definitely will lean towards the MVP side of things, much less than the, he's the reason they lost the game side of things, even though he did have that fumble that led to a defensive touchdown. And you're exactly right about that, man. And I'm going to be honest with you, I was surprised too, and I was ready for it. You know me, when it comes to the black quarterback, I am locked and loaded, and I want all the smoke from anybody that legitimately has some legitimate smoke about it. Bring it over here. I'm ready for it. But I did not hear that. And I thought what that showed, man, was a, a turning of the tie hopefully, not for sure, but hopefully a turn it the tide of the way that we look at these quarterbacks and understand their importance to the team. And now what it did knock down was, oh, it's it's the team is the reason why Jalen Hurts is winning because Jalen Hurts accounted for four touchdowns. He was throwing dimes, making the defense miss, breaking ankles in the open field and lowering his shoulder. And I thought 
Now, I know you can't give the Super Bowl MVP, Martin, to a guy on the losing team, but even not being a LeBron fan, I can openly admit I thought LeBron should have won the MVP in one of those years against Golden State. I can't remember which one it was, but I thought he was the best player the entire series from whistle to whistle, from horn to horn, the entire series, but I get why they don't do that. But I think that's something that needs to change, just my opinion. If you give it to the best guy, you know, if you look at World Cup, Mbappe won which is basically the MVP, right? And he had to stand there kind of with his face like, mm, yeah, why Messi and all of them are holding the big silver trophy. So I'm with you on that one, bro. It surprised me too. I, the one thing I do got to say, I don't know where we got away from this. Winning. Winning needs to matter. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about the most valuable player. Yeah. You can't give the most valuable player award to the guy on a losing team. I understand the intellectual argument behind it. But in practice, in reality, no. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not so then let me ask you this then. In, in intellectual, not just real, in intellectual, who did you think the real MVP of the game was? I thought I really thought it was Patrick Mahomes. Really? Okay. And I okay. thought that I thought Nick Bolton had a chance. Yeah. He had a chance. Let Boston Scott take one more step on that play that was a ruled an incomplete pass. If that's a fumble and that's a touchdown, then I'm giving it to Nick Bolton. Yep, that's a scoop and score. Uh, but so I'm giving it. But the, my MVP award, which has obviously been a, the MVP for the Super Bowl, has already been awarded to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. The reason why I would have given it to him, it's more of a uh, more of a uh, uh, offensive award in terms of like the entire Kansas City offense. But he was the engine that made things go. Although you let Pacheco score again, and we're having an interesting conversation. Absolutely. Well, Pacheco, I mean, goodness gracious, I thought Miles Sanders would be the difference in the running game, and he only had 17 yards, I believe six or seven carries. So I, I don't know what happened there, whether that's coaching or play calling or just the flow of the game or Jalen's so hot, let's just keep it in Hurts' hands. And I get that, but you still got to run the football. Andy Reid and them knew they had to run the football and put up a buck 58 on the board against them and outrush them. And normally in the Super Bowl, whoever rushes the ball better wins the game, and they outrushed them, I think, by like 40 to 50 yards. It, it wasn't it wasn't close. So you're right, Pacheco could have been. And I understand why Mahomes won it. It's just weird to me when I see a guy win an MVP that threw 482 yards. You know what I'm saying? I and I understand though, I, 21 to 24 and three touchdowns. Okay, that looks good. But it's still 182 yards, guys. It's, it's really short as dink and dunk. It's short fields they're working with there. I, I don't know if there was a big play I can remember where, you know, there was that big throw that he made. And I know people are going to say, oh, you're hating. No, I, I'm just looking at the game, bro. The guy, the guy in the green jersey with the one, that was the best player on the field for, for the game, even with his mistake with the ball hitting his thigh. Yeah, I'd say Mahomes did not have any A++ level plays, but he had a ton of B++ plays. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you know what? I graduated from University of Michigan with a C degree. <laughs> C's get degrees, my friend. That's all you need to get to get that paper. All you need is, is what is, what is that, 2.5 or 3? Yeah, hey. All you need is 2.5, baby. Mess around, get a B-plus or two right there. You yeah. sitting there 2.7-something, and you know what you're doing? Walking across the stage, yeah. partner. That's what you're doing yeah. right then and there. And that's what I did, and that's what your boy Patrick Mahomes did, walking right to that MVP with that 3.5 average. I also thought, Sarah, and you'll love this one, too, because you, you, I don't know if you're a fan of the guy. I don't hear you say nothing great about him. I hear a lot of middle-of-the-road stuff about him. Nick Sirianni. No, I I'm thought, not I thought Exactly. Oh, there you go. See, I, I just set it up for you. I'd I, I rather you say it than I say it. I'd rather you say it. You know what I'm saying? But I thought he got severely 
outcoached, but not even outcoached on like a high level of coaching. He got outcoached on basic things. I think Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy are sitting over there giggling to each other, like, "Wow, he's just gonna he's gonna give it." That's not a that's not a hard call for us to make. The motion play on the goal line, where where uh, where uh, I, I think it's. Um, Darius Clay Slay is pointing, pointing, pointing. Your head's turned, bro. You can't turn your head. You can point and still keep your eye on the receiver. That wasn't a great scheme. He didn't. He wasn't looking when the ball was snapped, and then the receiver just breaks to the outside. Mahomes throws it wide open. Two guys are looking to the inside. They're not even looking out there. To me, I don't think that's scheme. I'm just looking at it like, damn, dude, you're you're. Nah, that's, that, that's full scheme. You that's think full so? That's scheme. scheme man. The reason I'll say it is, is I read there's an article in the Athletic. Chad Henney pretty much broke down, you know, prior. I mean, after he retired Michigan. after the game, but broke down what happened on that situation. Bienemy on Saturday night. This is reported in the Athletic, so everybody who's been talking about, oh, Andy Reid, Andy Reid, just read the news. Anyway, Eric B- Chad Henney said that Eric Bienemy saw the play that from the Jaguars that Jamal Agnew had taken uh, had had beaten the Eagles on, right? Essentially, yeah. Eric Bieniemy then said to those guys, and, and on Saturday night before the Super Bowl, said, "Hey, we're gonna put this in the like we're gonna put this into our game plan, oh. right?" And you saw they only did it three times, and two of them went for touchdowns. And two went for touchdowns, and two exactly. They did it three times to, for proof. Of, and you know what? Uh, and and you know what? I'm having trouble thinking that maybe, just maybe, Bradbury's hold at the end might have been an adjustment to the fact that these guys are getting ran on these in-and-out cuts, but right? See, but you, see, had, you had Sky Moore go in-and-out. Then you had Kadarius Cunny go in-and-out. Yeah. Juju starts to go in-and-out. Bradbury holds him. All of a sudden, game over. And But to me, once again... That's not too complicated if you're deep, if you're if you're Nick Sirianni. To me, that's not too complicated. I think it's even easier now that you tell me that story that the Chiefs could implement something on Saturday night. Something so basic is running a motion, something you've been beat on before. That to me, I think that leads more credence to my my thought process of you got out coached, but bro, you got out coached on like a mid level. They didn't have to come up with any super tricky scheme or play. They just sent a guy from the outside that we see on about seventy percent of the passing snaps in the NFL. They sent him in motion, and then they send him and they run that route back out. That's not new. Like De- Devontae Smith made, he won a Heisman on that route at Alabama. He scored like seven of his touchdowns on that route. And you have that guy on your team. And you watched and scouted him in Alabama. You've seen this play and this happen to you. And you get to the Super Bowl, and like you said, they run it three times, and they score twice on it where no one's within eight to ten yards? That's, bro, that's middle of the range getting out, Coach. That's not even coming up with something super great. You know what I'm saying? The thing that gets me, though, is, first of all, how do you get beat on it three times? <sighs> One time I get two. Like, like what is it? What is it? One shame on me. Two shame on you. What's three times? Shame on everybody. You know? <laughs> well, the way if you remember the way George Bush said, it, he's like, you fool me once, shame on, shame on me. Fool me twice. Yeah, yeah, you ain't gonna fool me again. It's like what? <laughs> well, Jonathan Gannon got fooled twice, and a third time on top of that. And before he could even sit down on a plane on a plane back to Philly, is uh, is 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 now touring the Cardinals facility. Like, hey, come be our head guy. You remember the last time your defensive coordinator got torched in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and then walked in to be a head guy? Mm-hmm. I do. It's in the city I'm in right now, yep. Detroit, Michigan. Matt <laughs> Patricia, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. 
Matt Patricia, Mr. Backwards Hat at the introductory uh, press conference, pencil in his ear guy. So, which and, I, I'm not banging on too much. I just think, yeah, he. Yeah, let Matt me ask Patricia. you this, DJ. <laughs> and this, this is going to sound like a hating question. Go ahead. And I don't mean it to be. So just answer it straight up, and okay. then I'll explain why afterwards. Okay. If, 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 if the Jalen Hurts sneak, right, the one that we've seen all season, the one where they line up the two guys and the one guy back and they push yep, essentially Jalen Hurts over the line, third down, fourth down, third and one, fourth and one. If that plays outlawed, what do you think the Eagles finish with? What do you think their overall record is? I saw that tweet a bunch of times from people, and when the rules committee uh, stuff started going around, what they're going to revisit and what they're going to talk about. I don't know. I don't know, Martin. I mean, so Jalen Hurts also squats over 600 pounds, guys. It's not him really being pushed. No, no, no. no. That's just what I'm saying. Just answer the question, uh, and I'll tell you why why, why I asked you first. I didn't see any tweet about it. I asked. My oh, buddy no, during the yeah, Super Bowl no, when I was I watching this, this week. Yeah, I saw this. No, I saw it this week, man. People were talking about it. This I saw some one guy post. They'd be a. I think he said seven and ten if they didn't push. Okay, so you're telling okay, me that's, that's a, exactly. You're telling me that's a seven eight game difference. No, sorry, sir. Um, I say I would say they'd still be the same football team because they're, they're still going to run the football. No more rushing team in the league. So I say they'd still be the same. It won't. It wouldn't be different. They'd line up and they just manhandle you up front like their offensive line has done all year long, and they'll still get their yard or two or a yard and a half. So I say that'd be the same exact team. So I figure. I figure you probably chalk up. I think you could probably sign up to one and a half losses, right? Mm. One and a half losses just That's because fair. of the nature of the third and fourth down. That's fair. But here's the thing: there still be a top team in the, in the yep. NFC. Maybe they win the division. Maybe the Cowboys win the division. But they're still in the playoffs, right? Yep. Regardless, like it's not such a drop off that is that is something ridiculous. However, my question is to you: if you don't have that 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 ace in the hole in your back pocket as Shane Steichen going to be the head coach of the Colts, I don't know how much of a good like your third and fourth down play calling. As a team that's going to be, like you assume he's going to be going forward aggressive, you're not going to have 700-pound squatter Jalen Hurts as your quarterback anywhere else in the league. And you know what? As you were just saying, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, I think they would be the same. But now the play calling changes. And I would love to see the numbers, and I don't have them here in front of me right now, but I would love to see the numbers on how many times they do the push play that's on third down or on fourth down. Because the third down call is depending on whether you already have made up in your mind that you're going for it on fourth down. And if you get within a yard or two, you already know what play you're going to call. You're going to bunch everybody up and do the quarterback sneak push. So that, all that to me, all plays into it. That's why I say they would be the same thing. A one-game difference, as you say, that's a fine. That's, that's fair as hell right there. But as you said, they're still the top seed. They're still home field advantage. So it doesn't change where they are. It doesn't change the team that they are. I, I just think that it's something to complain about because they're successful about it. I, I find it hard to believe well, there were some other teams that were successful about it with different – like if Joe Burrow or oh, or Jim – It's just a rugby play or, at the end of the day. It is, I, I but, hear what you're I but hear you're saying, but it's a rugby play But if there were other quarterbacks a lot more successful with it, we wouldn't be – we wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be talking about it. Now, to that point, rugby and not football, someone asked me about two weeks ago, what do you think is tougher? This guy I know from Australia, do you think it's rugby or football? I said it's football. Well, you guys wear pads. I say, yeah, we have to wear pads because we move at a much higher collision rate than you do. Most of you guys, everything is kind of close quarters for a lot of the game. In the NFL, bro, you, people are coming full speed with, you know, 6'4", 6'3", 250, 250. You better put pads on or we would never have a league. Yeah, I just don't know how if you're if you are going to outlaw that third and down, fourth down play 
Uh, I don't know what Shane Steichen is calling on third and short, fourth and short, because that's all he called all year. But Martin and VJ is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Coming up next, we didn't mention him a lot in the first segment, but that's because it might be time to put him in the all-time great category. Martin and VJ get into that next, Fox Sports Radio. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Live from the Tyrac.com studios. VJ, we only got a minute or two right here, so let's bring this up again. Okay. But I want to get on the record right now and tell you, the answer is yes. Patrick <laughs> Mahomes absolutely needs to be mentioned in the all-time conversation, the all-time goats, because if that man got hit by a bus tomorrow, God forbid, he's in the conversation for the Hall of Fame right now. Yeah, that's fine, but and and we'll get to this next week. We'll bring this back. We're not gonna, we're not letting this slide because you know you and I've been wanting to talk about this. I'll just say no. I, I mean, all time goats, no. Top three, no. I struggle to put him in my top five. I wrote down the top ten. He makes my top ten right now. But as of right now, no, he's not top five quarterback of all time. No, he's not top three quarterback of all time. Okay, well, if he's in the top ten quarterbacks of all time and he's only started for five seasons, your answer is yes as well. As far as Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, in terms of being mentioned in the all time conversation, if he's in your top ten of quarterbacks now. And oh, he's only started and played goats. for five seasons. I thought you said all-time goats. If you're saying all-time goats, the answer is no. If you're saying top ten, then yeah, okay, he could be one of the all-time great quarterbacks I've ever seen. That's true. 
But okay, not. but you understand that uh, the rest of them have already had their careers. I get that. And Mahomes just five years in. So he's top ten. So we'll see where his career ends, and then we'll re-rank him again. But to say he's three right now, like I've seen a lot of this week, to me it's just blasphemy. I don't know, buddy. I'm not 100% top three right sure now. about that. Yeah, come on, but. come on, Martin. You're smart. You're a smart sports guy. Top three right now, Martin? I would have him, Brady, Montana, and then I'm open to the conversation. Okay. I'm open to the discussion. Like, if somebody were to sit there and pound the table and say Mahomes is the third best, all right, go ahead for it. Like, make your argument. I was about to say, I want the smoke. We'll talk about it, but I'm not going to – there's nothing nobody can say that will pull me. Okay, he's he's top three. I'm definitely not going there. I just know this. If you're picking in the – if you're picking the AFC – and you're picking somebody else than Cincinnati or Kansas City mm-hmm. based off the two guys that they've had because all they do is stay in the AFC Championship game. All I would say is good luck. That's that's my takeaway. But, you know, there's no football on today. The All-Star game is getting started. But Steve DeSager will let us know everything else going on in the world of sports. Steve, what's trending, my guy? It is All-Star Saturday night for the NBA. Things won't really get going for over a half an hour. Skills challenge, three-point contest, dunk contest. The league's on All-Star break, and the schedule doesn't resume until Thursday. The NBA All-Star starters include the captains for tomorrow night, LeBron James and Giannis Antetokounmpo, who injured his wrist last game. We'll see if he plays. But the game's due to be in Utah with the player draft taking place before the game on Sunday night. We found out yesterday the finalists for the Basketball Hall of Fame include Dwayne Wade and Pau Gasol. They were coaching teams in exhibitions last night at All-Star Weekend. Kevin Love completed a contract buyout with Cleveland. He could reportedly go to Miami after he clears waivers. And the Cavaliers said today they will retire Love's jersey one day. Tiger Woods shot a third-round 67 in L.A. He's up to a tie for 26th place. John Rahm leads by three strokes after shooting 65. The NHL with 13 games on the schedule. The Boston Bruins have won again. They've just finished out a 6-2 victory over the New York Islanders. Colorado and Nashville with wins. Washington at Carolina in a half an hour in an outdoor game at NC State. The Daytona 500 is Sunday on Fox TV, 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The Washington Commanders officially announced Eric Bieniemy as their new offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. And in college basketball, number one, Alabama leads at home 86-45 over Georgia with still nine Nine minutes to go. Pepperdine out to a 26-23 lead over 13th-ranked Gonzaga. In the top 10, Kansas came back to defeat Baylor 87-81. Texas needed overtime to edge Oklahoma 85-83. Virginia barely got past Notre Dame 57-55. Unranked Kentucky beat number 10 Tennessee again 66-54. Number 12 Kansas State over 19th-ranked Iowa State 61-55. And 14th-ranked Indiana was a winner 71-68 against Illinois. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. And, uh, you know, it is the All-Star Weekend. Martin and VJ coming to you live from the TireRack.com studio. So that makes me wonder. I wonder if Mark Medina is busier or is he having some fun right now in their All-Star Weekend? Is he in Salt Lake or is he on the beach? Mark Medina joins us now, Fox Sports Radio, NBA Insider, also writes at NBA.com. Mark Medina, I hope you're having some fun right now. Well, I'm having fun. I mean, I'm talking NBA with you guys, so it goes without saying. I appreciate you joining us. Are you in Salt Lake right now? I am not. I'm not on the beach, but, uh, yeah, I was encouraged to hey, use, uh, use All-Star Weekend as load management to get ready for, uh, you know, the second half of the run here. So usually I cover All-Star, but this time around it's, uh, it's a little less hectic. 
Good for you. And as we sit here and we watch the All-Star game, I think the first question that we have to ask, you know, you know, Mark, I I don't know. Maybe I'm old school in, in this regard, but I would love it if NBA players would participate in the NBA dunk contest. Like, with with Mac McClung, I used to bet on Georgetown and Texas Tech all the time, so I know who he is. But the average fan can't be excited for this. I am with you 100%. Uh, now, I do understand why there are some bitter feelings in the 2020 NBA dunk contest, which is one of the best contests I've ever witnessed. That was when Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon were going back and forth. And, you know, Aaron Gordon got snubbed with not getting all 10 votes, even though he should have gotten. And so from that point on, I think, you know, certainly Aaron felt this way, but some other NBA stars felt, hey, like, if I'm going to get penalized for being really creative, like why expend all this energy just because of an old head, you know, being bitter about it, right? Um, but to your larger point, they got to fix this dunk contest. It's, I think, a clear difference between, you know, maybe someone like LeBron James of his stature in his 20th season. He doesn't want to do the dunk contest. He's already busy enough all-star weekend playing the game itself. But at least for some of the young stars, like this is a way – to put your stamp on uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. And, you know, this isn't even just a back-in-my-day kind of thought. Even earlier in the mid-2000s, that was what it was seen as. I remember Blake Griffin in the uh, 2011 All-Star Weekend in L.A. That was when he was seen as this rising young star, and he's taken L.A. by storm with the Clippers with all his dunks, and he transferred that to the dunk contest, and it was amazing because of the creativity and power he showed, uh, most notably when he jumped over the car. So uh, I think that there are solutions to it, that if they're going to have this rising star game, that's a little bit of a joke on Friday night. Maybe get some of those guys to participate in the dunk contest as well. My man, Mark, VJ Vernon Husky here. How you doing, brother? Thanks for joining I'm, us. I'm doing great, man. Hope you're hanging in. Yeah, always, man. So I, I'll, I'll stay with that before I get to a player question. I think this is where player empowerment, Mark, is really taking portions of the NBA down with load management because now you're hearing people actually joke around that guys will sit out the All-Star game now for load management. Their teams probably don't want them to play or they don't want to just go out there and play. They want to get some rest. It's a mental thing. Now that it's seeped in to their brains and into their psyche, I think we're going to see, you know, more of this. You say they need to fix it. I agree with you. How do they fix it, though, with all this player empowerment now? Yeah, well, I think the, the broader question that's interesting about player empowerment is that it's not just that. It's, the, it's also the organizations that are looking at sports science and sports analytics. And, you know, while you want to understand – the fact that they're coming from medical expertise, like they're always going to err on the side of caution. And so as far as like the load management, some of it is to the players against the players own wishes that they want to participate, but they're getting pressure from the organization. But when it comes to player empowerment with trades and et cetera, uh, I think with all-star weekend, it's ironic because a lot of the players who will be voted in as starters, maybe they, try to have fewer minutes, but they're never going to miss All-Star Weekend completely because, um, you know, their marketing folks, their endorsement folks, they want them there because that's a business opportunity. So I think specifically as it pertains 
to the skills challenge. I think that it is a little bit of a low-hanging fruit solution that use the Rising Stars game as a pipeline for the dunk contest because it's probably more practical that they can get some of the young guys to participate because their body's more in tune with that. There's not as much worry about getting hurt, but B, there's more an incentive for them to be on that stage because they haven't reached kind of that all-star level yet where when you look at the other vets, you know, that at some point they kind of get jaded with the process a little bit. Mm. So, uh, you know, you just talked about uh, <laughs> guys uh, – Player empowerment, and and we have two great examples in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. You wrote about Ke- uh, Kyrie about last uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe you know what, what was it nine days ago now? Yeah. Kyrie's quote says, and uh, you wrote about this on NBA.com, of course. But Kyrie's quote says, "I'm glad that he, meaning KD, got out of there. Yeah. I'm just praying for his <laughs> happiness and praying for his well-being." Then you hear Kevin Durant talk not too long after he gets traded, and he's or, you know recently, and he's saying how you know. He felt like he really enjoyed his time in Brooklyn. He enjoyed the organization, went through a lot there, built a family there. And I'm, what do you make of what seems to be two very, very opposite sides of the spectrum from this former pairing? Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is a lot of it's revisionist history. The reality is if the Brooklyn Nets would have agreed to a max extension with Kyrie Irving, he would have still been in a uniform. So when he's talking about how, you know, he wanted to be a play, uh, be at a place where he was embraced, and you know, he was expressing skepticism that even after the first year, the rain on the wall was there, that things would be broken up. Like he had different forks in the road that still didn't prevent him from seeking a long-term partnership there. I think with Kevin's departure. It makes a little bit more sense. It's more through the basketball lens that, you know, once Kyrie got traded, the writing on the wall was that they weren't going to be a contender anymore. And so while I think that both players maybe had some valid reasons for growing more and more disenchanted with the organization, with just seeing how the chemistry wasn't always right, some of the injury availabilities, and, you know, Steve Nash not being the greatest head coach, the problem is their fingerprints are all over the decisions that the Nets made. Like, they were advocates for Steve Nash being the head coach. They were advocates for them, for the Nets to give up a lot of their depth to get James Harden. They were advocates for the Nets to then trade James Harden for Ben Simmons. So it very much reeks of they want their cake uh, and also able to eat it too. And so I think in this case, this is exhibit A of player empowerment going uh, away here, where I don't fault either player from wanting to team up with Brooklyn, wanting out, but you have to take ownership and accountability when they make these decisions. And that, that I think that's the challenging part. It's one thing when you're a free agent to say, hey, I'm going to choose what's best for my career and you know look at the different options. But this specific case, you know, Kevin Durant's demanding a trade even before his new extension comes in. Uh, he demands he, he wants to be traded then when he has three and a half years left on his contract. And while I do know that you know contracts have never prohibited teams from trading players, I think this sets a really bad precedent that it's almost like contracts don't mean anything anymore. 
Real quick, Mark, I'll jump to a basketball question with some other players, man, that are kind of out there right now. Russell Westbrook is working on a buyout with the Utah Jazz. There's been rumors that he's probably going to stay. He's still here in L.A. He hadn't left because this is where he lives. Uh, could end up with the Clippers. What are you hearing on that? And then also today, Kevin Love reaches a buyout with the Cavs, and it's uh, the Heat and the Sixers are the two teams that he's looking at. Where do you think Russ ends up, and what's going to happen with Kevin Love? Yeah, really good question for both. Um, you know, real quickly, as far as everything, it's obviously fluid. Some teams might take their time because March 1st is the deadline before uh, teams have to figure out buyouts. But pertaining to Russell Westbrook, I've been told from people in the know as pertaining to the Clippers, yes, they met with him and his representatives, but the Clippers also met with other buyout candidates. So I've been told that it's a greater likelihood that the Clippers don't add him because there's a lot of hurdles of concerns about his want to have playing time, his defensive weaknesses, and the fact that, you know, even though they have struggled with injuries, you know, from a on-paper standpoint, they have enough point guards as it is. So I know that guys like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Marcus Moore Sr. have advocated for Russell Westbrook, but I don't think the front office is thinking the same way. Mm-hmm. Pertaining to Kevin Love, uh, it seems like the Miami Heat are in the driver's seat. You know, They have a really good thing going. They have a lot of institutional uh, credibility. Um, but it'll be interesting because as much as Kevin Love is an accomplished player, you know, maybe there could be some tension with just how regimented the Heat is with their Heat culture, but it would be a great fit from a basketball standpoint. So I guess that he goes to Miami because, uh, look, they already have a good thing going, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Tyler Hero, and Kyle Lowry, and he's just another piece that they can add to the championship mix. That's Mark Medina, everybody. Fox Sports Radio Insider. NBA.com is where you can catch his most recent work. Mark, thanks for joining us on this All-Star Weekend. Now, go put your feet up, man. Relax. You're load managing. All right, baby? Hey, man, I got to put my feet up anytime I talk to you guys, so I'm ready. Hey, I hear that. Appreciate you, Mark. All right. Thanks, Mark. Coming up next, we'll get into Uncle VJ's corner of the segment, sweeping the nation. America can't wait. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio. Martin. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. PJ coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios, and it's time now for the segment Sweeping America, everybody's favorite uncle, Uncle VJ's Corner. 
All right, everybody, gather around. <laughs> it's that time of the week. Oh, man. It's that time of the day. I've been telling y'all, man. You know what time it is. Yes, it's time for everyone's favorite uncle. And you add the cherry on the top. It's time for Uncle VJ's Corner. Yes, sir. And welcome, everybody, man, to Uncle VJ's Corner. As always, I'm over here sitting on the bench on the corner, man. Y'all come on over here and have a seat, as I always ask y'all to do, because I got a story I want to tell you guys. As you guys know, the Uncle VJ's Corner and Vanilla Brother Sister of the Week is all related to Black History Month. And I got a great one for you guys today. I want y'all to sit down, man. I'm going to tell y'all a story about a young lady that was born on August 25th down in Clarendon County, South Carolina. I know we love Serena Williams and we love Venus Williams, right? We love those female black tennis players that have done so much for the sport and have won so much for the sport, taking it to a new level. But before them, there was another young lady, man. This woman was actually the first black woman in 1956 to win the French championship, which was now, which is now the French Open. But she didn't just do that in 57 and 58. She won Wimbledon and the U.S. Natty back-to-back both years. 1958-57, she was always voted, also voted Female Athlete of the Year by the Associated Press. She finished her career with 11 Grand Slam titles, five singles, five doubles, and a mixed double. The great Bob Ryland once said she's one of the greatest, not female tennis players ever, but one of the greatest tennis players ever. He's a former coach of Venus and Serena and also said, yo, I think she would have beaten the Williams sisters. Martina Navratilova couldn't touch her. These are quotes from that gentleman. In 1960, she was also the first black woman that was finally allowed to compete on the Women's Pro Tour because before that, she was barred from most of the American events. She had to go overseas. You talk about the three C's and uh, being a vanilla brother, a sister, being cool, calm, and collected, and that's what she did, man. Often compared to Jackie Robinson from all the racism that she had to face during her time and her push to live her dream and to break down barriers so that we can come behind her and do what we've done. Billie Jean King once said her role was challenging and I never ever saw her waver or back down. But this one just in her adult year when she was 13, ladies and gentlemen, in 1939, she won the New York Women's Paddle Championship. I don't even know what that is, but I know she was playing against adult women and she was spanking them back then, man. Y'all know how I am with my peoples, man. I always got to give support in Black History Month. I definitely got to give it to the Vanilla Brothers, but the sisters also too. Miss Althena Gibson, ma'am, also a graduate graduate of HBCU. Y'all know how I feel about my HBCUs. Florida A&M University in 1953, ma'am, queen, miss, madam, auntie. That's how we talk when we talk about our black queens and sports in our lives, man. You, ma'am, Miss Athena Gibson, are the vanilla sister of the week. Week, week, week. Happy Black History Month, y'all. You know, to say that she's a pioneer. Uh, <laughs> Gives gives pioneers a bad. I mean, it, it, it understates it. She no. was the first black tennis player to do almost anything. Uh, first black, uh, yeah, woman tennis player to do almost anything. Anything. Like you name what it would be, it would have been the first one. She yep. would have been the first one. Yep. So I wanted to give her those props, man. I thought she deserved that one, man. You know me. I dug for that one, brother. I dug for I got some good ones coming up, too. We still got a show left in the month of February, brother. I mean, you know, this is what's it's wild when you think about, okay, Althea Gibson, right? Yep. Dominated all her competition, right? She couldn't even get dressed in the clubhouse. No. She couldn't get dressed in the locker room. Nope. The dressing room. Whatever you call it, wherever you're at in tennis, whether it's the U.S. National, the French National, French Open, U.S. Open, Wimbledon, you name it. She had to get dressed in the car to come in like a fan. 
Like me and you, VJ. Exactly. She's walking in like me and you. She's the best one out. Yep, exactly. She's what the best are we one doing? out there. Not only that, there were actually press and media who wouldn't even talk to her. I saw some articles and stuff about that where there were certain there were certain reporters and stuff. They wouldn't even interview her. They wouldn't even talk to her. That's how because she was because she was black. So to say, like you said, to say pioneer, that's that's so disrespectful. She's a she's a goddess. She's an icon, man. And, and, and she is the reason why one of the reasons why we were able to enjoy Venus and Serena Williams and now Sloan Stevens and, and the, the other the other uh, Coco um, golf, Coco golf. Yeah. Now now we ha- and we're having more and more of these young black queens come up in the sport. And I know a lot of people they're thinking Serena, thinking Serena. I like to do this segment for this month so that those young people hear and go okay yeah you can still love and think serena but understand there was someone 50 60 years before them that was doing it when they weren't even allowed to do it and being barred from tournaments couldn't eat in restaurants media wouldn't talk to them couldn't dress with the other women right think about that man look you say almost 50 years 43 to be exact oh yeah 43 to be exact long time and the idea only one non-white woman Won a Grand Slam in between Althea Gibson and Serena Williams. Yeah. So there you, I mean, the idea, it's just, it's, there it she's is. one of the the people that is the highlights of black history. Vanilla Sister of the Week. Man, so with, with that, we'll go into that and talk about this quarterback carousel that's sur- surrounding the NFL. Derek Carr, where will he get off? Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. That's right. Martin Weiss, VJ Husky, broadcasting live from the Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com will help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. VJ. Yes, sir. So... We know the quarterback carousel spins around and around and around. The quarterback merry-go-round, yes, as sir. as you could say, will will continue to rotate. However, it got started a little early this year, as we saw Jared Stidham finish the season for the Las Vegas Raiders because Derek Carr was sent home. Persona non grata. We don't want you here, DC. <laughs> and so, as as a result of that, of course, there's a couple other NFL teams that may just want the guy. So he spent time in New Orleans. He's going to be visiting the Jets this weekend. You know, he, he's been around. VJ, I just know this. We saw what happened with, with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning, if I had to say, Tampa Bay free agent acquisition, Tom Brady, or... Trade for Russell Wilson in in Denver. I think the Derek Carr, uh, the Derek Carr sweepstakes, for example, uh, uh, for, for lack of a better word, is going to trend more towards the Russell Wilson side. You think? Than so? the you're about to go win the Super Bowl because now you have Derek Carr, because that's essentially what it was with Tampa. You're about to go win a Super Bowl because you got Tom Brady. Yeah, but and that's fair, but it, that can only be said because we just, you know, he's never won a Super Bowl. We've never seen him win a Super Bowl before. I think there's a handful of teams that can use Derek Carr. I am one that have never disliked Derek Carr as much as everybody else has. It's kind of how I feel about uh, 
um, my guy up in Minnesota. I can't believe I'm skipping, losing his damn name. You like right that, now. Kirk Cousins? Yeah, there you go, Kirk Cousins. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's like Kirk Cousins, right? I, I look at the numbers. I look at the production. I know he loses some games, and, and and I'm not saying he's a beast. I'm not saying he's that guy. I just don't dislike him as much as everybody else does, and I feel that about Derek Carr, especially when you are, you know, five, six, seven offensive coordinators, new system every year, all the turmoil. Then you finally land a coach, and you think you're going the right way with Gruden, ten-year contract, hundred million dollars, and then bam, he gets hit with the emails, and then bam. Your star receiver pulls, you know, happens what, you know, that incident happens with the car crash and being drunk and killing the young lady. I mean, it's it's almost like he gets blamed for everything else around him that he has zero control over, like zero. And I understand if you want to look at some play, but let's also go back to, I believe, 2016 or 17. They're on a roll. He's on an MVP. Like people are saying he's the front runner for the MVP, gets tackled in the game from behind, breaks his ankle. Snap. It snaps his ankle. And from there, it just. You know, it's just kind of been up and down, downhill. They get to a playoff game last year. They're in Cincinnati, the team led by Joe Burrow that everybody loves and thinks is right there with Kansas City. And if they had a receiver, there's, they're throwing to the end zone on the last play of the game from winning the game. So, it, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to find out or figure out why do people dislike this guy so much and are trying to time the teams like the Jets. And remember – uh, maybe about a month ago, you're a Saints fan. I looked at you and I said, "Dude, I like the Saints." And then where, where does he where does he go last week? He goes and visit the Saints. They have weapons. I understand you don't like Dennis Allen. A lot of people don't, and I will agree with you. They're probably going to need a new coach if you're going to bring in Derek Carr. But man, are the weapons there indoor turf? That division is horrible. Division's winnable. That's where I would love to see him go. Don't go play for the bum ass Jets or anybody else. Carolina? That's another team being thrown out there. Hell no, man. I like the Saints for Derek Carr. I'm gonna stick with that one. Well, part of the reason why that people have aspersions on Derek Carr's name is because you just mentioned the two highlights of a 12-year career. The two, yeah, the one year where he was bumping up on MVP, was it 2014 or 20, whatever the year that they went to the Super Bowl and Connor Cook, I mean, I'm sorry, went to the playoffs and Connor Cook ends up starting the playoff game. Connor Cook from Michigan State. At Houston, yeah, at Houston. They couldn't move the football because they didn't have a quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah, I I just, I, I, and, and I don't think he gets blamed necessarily well, I guess, all right, I'll, I'll go with you on he gets blamed because people look at the win-loss <laughs> record. But I think that, if anything, all of the the hurricane that was surrounding the Las Vegas Raiders over the last three years or so, Derek Carr was every single time was a steadying force, right? He was the eye of the storm in that this is a place where it is calm, right? When you watch him after Henry Ruggs, you after Henry Ruggs commits the crimes that he did, right? You see Derek Carr in his post game press conference, or not, not in his whatever press conference, post practice, whatever. You see him; it's heartfelt statements. It's it's really, really, truly the type of thing that you were like, okay, this is the leader of a franchise, yeah, right? I get that, and I I respect that. I just don't know if his ability is at where we think it should be right now. I don't know. I mean, I'll put it like this. You had the back-to-back MVP when Devontae Adams was in Dream Bay. Devontae Adams didn't – you look at his numbers, they didn't fall off. But the Raiders offensively were a question mark for most of the year, and I get it. He doesn't play defensive back, nor safety, nor linebacker, nor defensive end or tackle. He's not the one blowing double-digit fourth-quarter leads back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back. But some of that comes into being able to possess the ball. You had – Devontae Adams, who went for over 17 this year, 1,700 yards. You had the rushing leader in Josh Jacobs. And offensively, there were still questions. 
That's part of what, I mean, I just sit there and I think if we were doing this for most other quarterbacks, we would sit there and, like, if Trey Lance, for example, had a receiver that was at 18, I mean, 18,000 yards and a running back that rushed for just about that same amount and the 49ers didn't make the playoffs, we'd be looking at the quarterback spot. Yeah, but with him, we also have to look at his head coach. He's pretty much out of there because his head coach is a man-child and is not real enough to actually have some type of accountability for your inability to scheme. You you got you love a coach that can scheme. That's like your thing, man. That guy can't scheme to save his life. They, we could just throw to De- Devontae Adams. I get it. But let's also not discount the fact that Hunter Renfro was out for most of the year, that Darren Waller was out for most of the year. Josh Jacobs looked great, but he was also in a contract year. So he knew he had to run it. He was being put on notice when the Georgia boy got drafted at the running back position. So that was that was the front office putting him on notice, and he answered the bell. But when I look at the number 10, 11-ranked offense in the league, that, that's a top 10, top 11 offense with a coach that doesn't have any accountability, with a coach that kicked his quarterback and threw him under the bus instead of taking on responsibility, being the leader of the team yourself, and then just castrating this guy off and saying, oh, yeah, we knew in week three or week four he's not the guy. Huh? How? Then who, who are you going to get now then? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just I'm looking at the numbers and I'm looking at the team yes the win-loss record we're always going to go to but once again I'm looking at the totality of why people don't like a man who has he hasn't topped that on 100 interceptions yet I know that's not a great stat to throw out there but career 217 to 99 he's a career 65 percent pass completion four of the last five years he's completed 68 percent of his passes and no one talks about that stuff but once again I'll use your line if that was another quarterback that we're trying to defend oh we would we would bring that stat up we would make sure oh come on guy you had a bad year 60 percent this year okay look at the last four years though 67 68 70 68 like I mean come on that's why I'm confused at why he is so disliked or he's not the guy I, I think if you put him in a situation like New Orleans where you got a young stud receiver and and Olave down there. You still got Alvin Kamara. Well, he's been indicted recently, so we'll see how that works out. But it, there's weapons there and a good defense. I just think that's a great landing spot. He could kind of change some of these things. No. One, one, one point Stay real fast. Stay away from listen, my team. Listen, one point real fast. Matthew Stafford, and I thought about this, I think it was Wednesday night. I was writing some notes for my podcast. Matthew Stafford, is he? he's Derek Carver. He's. It's like you. All these things oh, around no. him. Hold oh on, no! Just, no! No! Just no, let no, me. Just, no, no. just. Hold on. Let me spit this though, and then I'll, and you can respond. But there's a lot going on around. Yes, he's going to make some bad throws. Yes, he's going. He's trying to lead a really bad franchise, and he's not getting a lot of help. So a lot of times he's just got to go out there and just freaking wing it, man. Like that. Every quarterback don't have to go through that. He did. All he needed was one year in another situation with competent people around him at the leadership position and other players who knew how to be professional National Football League guys. 24-7-365, and they win and won a Super Bowl. And I'm not saying that's what he's going to do, but I look at him, I go, he just needs to change the scenery with competent people around him and a few damn weapons, and he'll be okay. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think the, the Matthew Stafford, I had a front, I mean, Chris Perfect back there running the board is probably screaming behind the glass. <laughs> he didn't turn the microphone on so you could hear it. But I had a front row seat to most of Matthew Stafford's Detroit career, and there was... There were legitimate times where the record never lined up for, but there were legitimate times you could have made the argument, this guy's a top five guy in the league based off arm talent, based off the things that he's doing. I personally would not have made that argument, but 
It wasn't the craziest thing to say. To say he was a top 10 guy, I think was definite for a lot of the time that he was in the city yes. and which, uh, in this city in Detroit. And what's crazy about it to me, VJ, is that he, in the Los Angeles Rams version of Matt Stafford, is not nearly the best Matt Stafford that this NFL has seen. It's just the best Matt Stafford in the scenario. So if you were to continue with the Derek Carr thing, I think Derek Carr's, like to the point, I think Derek Carr's best days are behind him. I would be wary if I'm a team trying to get involved in this scenario because I don't know if he's – I don't think that he necessarily is your plug-in piece in the same way that I did think that Matthew Stafford could be a plug-in piece when you surround him with the Cooper Cup and, and, and Sean McVay. And you have the Jalen Ramsey's in the Aaron Donald's on the defensive defense, side and put it defense, back a few yep. years, obviously, before these guys get a little bit older. But there you go. No, I and, and I agree with you. That's why I think a team like even Tampa, the, the reason why I would say no to Tampa, I think it's a good fit. I would just say no to Tampa because they are coming off of getting the GOAT and then going right to the Super Bowl. I think the expectation would be way too high for him, and it would give you know radio guys and TV guys and fans just a chance to say, see, see, that's Derek Carr. That's who he really truly is because he didn't go win the Super Bowl. But I think a team like New Orleans that has a steady leadership there as far as the, the front office is concerned I understand the head coaching thing and I agree with you I would probably I might have fired him this year I might have fired him and went after a a, a different coach if I know I'm going to be in the quarterback market because think about it Dennis Allen's not picking his quarterback right these these coaches are offensive coordinator offensive minded guys they like to kind of have their guy that they can groom or that they know they can work with but I just think when you put the tape on and you watch this guy and then like you said even off the field name me another more professional quarterback in the NFL over the last 20 years that's had to deal with this man has had to deal with being a face of a franchise and staying the calm, saying the right stuff and speaking from the heart, not foolishly, but professionally, uh, you know, just just worldly where other buddy can go. God, I can't even hate on that. Like the, the press conference where he's crying. Now, we've seen guys crying and people get online and start making fun of him. But they, like you said, it was felt because of the way it came out and what he was saying along with it. Felt very genuine. Yes, exactly. It wasn't just like, oh, we lost him crying. Yeah, I, I cry when I've lost games too. But if you're going to put some BS quotes behind it and speech behind it, it doesn't mean the same. When you know it's genuine, then it just means different. I just, like I said, once again, I am trying to still figure out why this man is disliked as much as he is. I get sports. I get categories. I get stats. I get all of that. But the same thing for other quarterbacks that we continue to make excuses for and we're waiting for them to still come around. We don't say that for them, but we're burying a guy like Derek Carr. That's just my point on that. I'll say this. I am not 100% sold on, you know, you just mentioned how the Saints have great leadership and how the Saints, are the you know, the foundation is there. Yeah, front office. I think is good. I think the Saints have a great front office. I think they have. I think they've had for a while. I think the ownership group is good there. Well, the ownership group is good in that they hire football people and the football people do football things, right? Yeah. You, you're not you're not seeing there's, there's no Jerry Gail Benson is not doing post game press conferences. Yeah, oh God, you know what I'm saying? Like they hire game. football people and if they get it wrong for a year or two, all right, figure it out. I'm not necessarily just going to turn around and fire. So I think that in terms of ownership in that way. I think especially, again, sitting in Detroit, yeah, I think ownership in New Orleans is pretty doggone good. But the thing I wonder, if you look at some of these Sean Payton hires for his assistants, Uh it's been a lot of uh, coordinator brain drain out of New Orleans. Hmm. Explain that. Elaborate. Explain that. He's just taking all the guys. He's taking the the quarterback coach. uh, Oh, uh, that he's taking from over to Denver. 
Exactly. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so that's I, what I'm saying. What brain mean. drain. Right. It's like they, they're you. These are now going to have to be new people doing new things, uh, right? You yeah. know, these. Are, so I don't know. I feel you. On I that mean, point. former special teams. The special teams coach is going to have assistant, uh, an assistant head coaching job. Mike Westhoff was in New Orleans forever, coaching special teams. Well, now he'll be in in Denver, wow, yeah. right? And and you know, but you know who is staying? Pete Carmichael, offensive coordinator. So. I, I do don't like, know what to do take from Do you like him that. if he were to get a guy like if you? Do you like Carmichael if he were to get no. a guy like Car? Okay, uh, wow, <laughs> see that's that's okay. the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> see that that's and that that <laughs> my friend. My question. Like, nope. <laughs> that my friend is where nope. we end up because we uh, ended okay. up with the guy and Dennis Allen, who's a defensive mind. The offensive mind was Sean Payton. That's how this thing always used to work. Sean Payton retires. Pete Carmichael still the offensive coordinator. Dennis Allen gets promoted to head coach. Now Sean Payton back in the back in the saddle somewhere else, and he seems to be hand picking his, his assistants, and he seems to may have left the ones he did not want. Yeah, was, the ones back that he did, in New Orleans. Why wow, the ones he didn't want? Okay, so real quick, give me a team. I've, I've thrown a feel. I like the Saints form. I, I it's hard for me to kind of. We got to see what's going to happen with some of these other free agent quarterbacks, but. Where where would you do you even like him visiting the Jets? No, I think if if I'm a team right now and I have a quarterback hole, like I'm the Jets, I got rookies all, all around my roster or young players all around my roster, and I got a quarterback hole, you know, New York Jets, Seattle Seahawks, something like that. My first option is Lamar Jackson. Okay. My second option is Lamar Jackson. And my third option is, is Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. I got you. And then from there, I will figure everything else out. Right? But like and then, and then you know what? Maybe, maybe if uh, if we could turn the lights on and find Aaron Rodgers, he might be my fourth. Right? <laughs> yeah, I Yo, don't leave, know. Leave this count double check alone. I felt that whole darkness thing he went and did. I liked it. I oh, I I felt that. You know what, VJ? We'll talk about that at the uh, at the bottom of the hour. It could talk about Aaron Rodgers and his darkness. But coming up next, we'll talk about this. This to me is a travesty in the professional football and national football league that th- this guy. Had to go do this just to get a shot. It's ridiculous. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio. Martin and VJ. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. VJ, 
You know, we have a friend of the show here, Rob Parker, co-host of the Yacht Couple 7 to 10, uh, Monday through Friday, Eastern, same time slot that we have. They just do it during the week, Rob. Rob Parker. Parker. <laughs> And, and then he uh, said, sure then he saw, saw. Then, then he called us, aren't we the baby? Aren't we the baby? I called said this uh, in that group text when he congratulated us on the show. Then he said, a couple birthed the baby or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I reject that narrative. <laughs> I'm uh, a woman. <laughs> he said, we, he I said, reject that narrative. And my uh, cheese was hot. <laughs> right. But I, 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 if anything, oh, I'd say man. maybe we're the even couple. Yeah. That's big daddy. That's, that's about the nah, best we're, I can we're do. Odd. We're opposites too, though. We, You and I, we're on our, we think the same, but differently. But I don't know. Let's, let's see where we land on this. Okay, let's go. Because Major League Baseball mm. has made some changes, and I brought those up because Rob Parker can't stand any time that mm. baseball changes any single thing about anything at all. Because I think I'm moving game. to Mexico. He was pissed. <laughs> uh, he was pissed. But, VJ, so we got, you know, a pitch timer here. The bases are going to be bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's, there's restrictions on the shift in terms of the defensive shift. Is there anything here that jumps out to you as like that offends your sensibilities? No, not at all. I like it. I do like. It. I think the size of the base is a little is a little different. But you know what though? You you, you got to adjust, man. You got to evolve. A smart man once said, "If you do not evolve, you shall perish." And this is hey, this is evolving of the sport of baseball. The pitcher's clock I actually like because people complain baseball's too slow. Now, Chris and I were just talking before last break in in, in engineer room. I'm not a guy that really complains about time as far as sporting event go, but I get why certain people do though. I don't tell them they're wrong. Oh, you're wrong. Nothing wrong. Baseball. No, I can see why you want to speed up, but I'm a laid back type dude. I don't mind going out to the park and being there for four and a half hours with a couple of Dodger dolls and a bag of peanuts and a couple of bottles of cold ice water. Well, in be part because there. you're banking that this is going to take at least three and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, exactly. I know that going in. So that's fine. If you want to speed it up, cool. I don't have a problem with the rule changes. They're trying. What they're trying to do, man, is they're trying to get people to to watch. They're trying to get more people to die, to buy back in to baseball. That's why they're, they're trying to speed the game up because the biggest complaint is it's too slow. So I, I tip my hat to them. Instead of being the old guy at the barbershop, yeah, it should be the old days and the old days. All right, well, this ain't the old days, though, Mr. Otis. And I get what you're saying, sir. But respectfully, things got to change, bro. So I actually applaud them for making some changes to try to better and try to bring more viewership back to the game. I ain't mad at it. I know this. I love, love, capital L-U-V, love. The pitch clock? Yes. Because here's the, like, there's nothing, like, I used, I used to cover the Tigers in, being here in Detroit, and we would, I'd see these other pitchers who took, because Verlander worked pretty fast, Scherzer worked pretty fast, Porcello, when I was covering him, worked incredibly fast, yep. and Sanchez, and Anibal Sanchez was a strikeout guy, right? So, every day, I'm going to the ballpark, and this is really my first foray into baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Every day I'm going to the ballpark, I'm watching the home team deal. You know, 15-minute half innings, 10-minute half innings. You know what I'm saying? Something that it's, it, the clock is ticking. We're moving. To watch a guy toe the dirt, yep. spit on the ground, yep. scratch himself, okay? And <laughs> then, then, then looking at, look at the catcher and then be like, oh, wait, 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 I don't know, I don't know. Shake, shake, shake my head this way. Shake, shake, shake my head that way. And then finally, 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 I'll throw the ball, okay? <laughs> that it, it used to drive me insane. 
And and then they might not even throw the real pitch. If they go throw at the first base, we got to do this whole thing over again. So I I, I hated that. It, it reminded me of, of if, if every pitcher in baseball had the same type of routine as Giannis does at the free throw line. All right? Shoot the dog on ball. Secondly, the thing I can't stand even more than that, the pitcher does all of that, and then you get – it's hard as hell to hit a baseball. Right? Yes. <laughs> the best people only do it three out of ten times, four out of ten times. That, that's hard as hell to do so. So, of course – you know, you finally get out there and scratch out a hit, and it bounces to the third baseman, who some reason is playing in between the first and second baseman. Get that out of here. That's a hit. So I'm, I, I am a big fan of, A, the pitch clock, and then on top of that, the shift. Because nothing makes me more upset oh, than watching this, yeah. guys who yeah. were supposed to be on the left side yeah. move to the oh, right side. Oh, my God, that's horrible. That I've always I've always hated that. You and I have talked, because you do work with Rob over there at MLBro.com, and I text him this week that I love the Bro You Should Know segments. I think that's brilliant stuff. I text him, hey, man, I just watched your – that's good stuff. Thanks for, like, helping me learn the sport more. And when I watched that, I thought the very first time I saw that, I said, okay, I'm I'm, set, I'm, I'm thinking the ump's going to come out and tell him, no, you can't do that. And he never did. I said, oh, wow, you can do that in baseball? You you can put all those people on that. Well, that's so stupid. That oh my god, yeah, you got to kill. No, 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 no. We're not doing that, man. Get y'all, get y'all butts back over there where you're supposed to be and adjust and just be better. I thought that was cheating the game within the rules, but these rules, I love the pitch clock. Not just the pitchers, Martin. How about the batter that steps out, undoes his gloves, does them again, undoes the one glove, does it again. You know, velcros it again, touches his wristband, touches his elbow guard, reaches down and adjusts. His that the pitch clock's gonna stop that bull. That's what I don't like. Pitchers stepping off, or you know, it doesn't bother as much. But the batter stepping out and gotta kind of walk away and step one leg out and spit and look to the side and look to the crowd and all, nah, man, get get back in here and let's go. So I I think them trying to speed up the game will bring viewers. Because I think viewers will go, okay, well let me see what's up. Let me see what's going on, and then they'll tune back in. And if they like it, they'll stick around. And if they don't, they won't. Martin. Yeah, no, I imagine that uh, that was always my thing about shortening the game or making it shorter. If you're not going to watch nine innings of baseball, are you going to watch six? That was kind of my thought about it. But in terms of me, who, you know, VJ, we're, we're almost here now. There's nothing else on television. I'm going to watch baseball, damn it. Yep. So, uh, you know, please, please, America, thank you for implementing these rules. So now it's going to be, a, to me, at least for my dollar, and my money, because I will be betting on it, a much more pleasurable viewing experience. Um, I am interested to see how it plays out. I'm not a big fan of the Ghost Runner. Oh, hey, so, oh the extra inning Ghost Runner is stupid. I don't love it. I don't love it because I feel like it gives too much of a benefit to the team on the bottom of yep. the inning, right? You know what I'm saying? First, you know, it's just there's already a guy in scoring position immediately at the bottom. And I just don't like that. But these changes, I'm all for. And I'm excited to see them in action. Now, what I'm also excited to see in action, or here in action, I should say, Steve DeSager is going to let us know everything trending in the world of sports. Steve, what's trending, my guy? All-Star Saturday night underway for the NBA in Utah. Skills challenge right now, then the three-point contest, then the dunk contest. Kevin Love 
completed a contract buyout with Cleveland, and the Cavs said they will retire Love's jersey one day. He's making over $30 million this season, averaging 8.7 rebounds a game. Tiger Woods in L.A. shot a third-round 67. He's up to a tie for 26th place. John Rahm leads by three strokes after a 65. 13 NHL games tonight, including one that's being played outdoors at NC State. Carolina scores on its first shot. Hurricanes 1-0 over the Washington Capitals in the early minutes. Right now, Blue Jackets leading 3-1 at Dallas with only a couple minutes to go in the game. Boston won again. New Jersey won again. Victories for Nashville and Colorado. The Daytona 500 is Sunday on Fox TV, NASCAR's official season opener. The Xfinity race was tonight. Austin Hill the winner. The Washington Commanders officially announced Eric Bieniemy as their new offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. To college basketball, number 13 Gonzaga trailed early but now leads at Pepperdine 66-59 with 10 minutes to go. Halftime on FS1, 18th ranked Creighton leading at St. John's 42-32 and Colorado still ahead at number 8 Arizona 24-23, 8 minutes to go in the first half. Fourth ranked UCLA has the late game in a couple hours hosting a Cal team that's 3-23 this year. In the top 10, wins for Alabama, Kansas, and Texas. That Kansas victory was a comeback over Baylor, 87-71. And Texas at home in overtime edged Oklahoma, 85-83. Virginia, 57-55 winners against Notre Dame. Kentucky beat Tennessee for a second time this year. Kansas State over Iowa State. Indiana defeated Illinois. There is a game on Fox TV right now with Michigan State at Michigan. Back to you. Thanks, Steve Martin and BJ coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. BJ, we were talking about Patrick Mahomes earlier in the show. Yep. Since he's been a starter, he's been in the AFC Championship game. Mm -hmm. Since he's been a starter, his offensive coordinator has been Eric Biennemi. Eric Bieniemy with five AFC Championship game appearances as an offensive coordinator, three wins, two Super Bowl wins. Mm -hmm. Now, look around the league. There are no, there are, you know what? I, I, off the top of my head, yeah, I think that's facts. There's no coordinator right now, currently hired as an offense as a head coach in the last, let's say, two years that has had the coordinating success. That Eric Bieniemy has had. Not close. It's not even close. It's not close. In part because there's been no team to have the type of success in the last five years like Kansas City has, right? Yeah. You know, dynasty, whatever. I get it. You got to win to be a dynasty. But ultimately, the last five years, if you want to be the AFC representative in the Super Bowl, you're going to have to go to Arrowhead. Yep. Right? The idea... That, that we all we have to hear all of these things about how Eric Bieniemy doesn't do this well, he doesn't do that well. When it does not matter for anybody at all, the one that I cannot ever stand for again is well, maybe you know what? Maybe Bieniemy doesn't want to be a head coach oh. because you mean to tell me mm. this guy is leaving. The cyborg alien Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> who has lost less than 20 games in his NFL career, okay, to go to Washington. Let me put it like this. Eric Bieniemy himself has 14 playoff wins. The Washington R-word slash commander slash football team, 
and I say it like that because that's how far back it goes, has had 10 playoff wins since 1991. VJ, I was born in 1989. Wow. Ouch. Ouch. I'll tell you this. I had something really dope and cool to say, but I was talking to Brandon. And Brandon, you you got your headphones on? You're listening? Brandon Brandon brought this because I said – that I would have stayed in Kansas City. I, I just don't understand a lot of rules. I would have to. Yeah, but no, but Brandon has a very, very good. Brandon, repeat what you just told me during the break when we were talking about this. Well, he's not just being named the offensive coordinator for Washington. He's also been named the inner, I'm sorry, the assistant head coach. So I think Washington is seeing this as an opportunity to kind of get him in the system. And then when they move on from Ron Rivera, because we know that that's probably not going to last very long, they pretty much have their head coach ready to go. Right there. I, and when he said that, what I said, Brandon, I was like, hold on, man. Wow. Yeah, I said, you know what, B? That's good. Because that makes a ton of sense. They were talking about firing Ron Rivera this year. And you think middle of the season, Brandon goes, you think about it, VJ, middle of the season next year, you know, they're not, they're not playing well to decide to fire their coach. Who else are you going to say is the interim head coach other than Eric B. Enemy? And to use Brandon's term, it's almost like they're saying dibs. And I thought from that angle, that's super smart. And we listen, we're not in these rooms. Martin, what if there's been a wink, wink type of, listen, come be the coordinator. You know, this wrong thing. Listen, everybody can see the writing on the wall. He didn't even know they can lose and be out. Let's let's get let's let's be honest, right? I don't care. You can tell me you're so caught up in preparing all the hell you want. And I love Ron Rivera. I like that man as a coach, as a leader, what he stood for, all the way back to his playing days with the 85 Bears. But bruh, you're gonna try to get me to believe that you that's because no, he just didn't know. Like Donovan McNabb didn't know you can tie. Like, bro, come on. I think it's brilliant. And like I said, Mark, how do we know they ain't a little, you know, hey, listen, man, don't you come on over here. And, and when that's done, hey, maybe they got their next head coach and he will finally get his head coach. I just thought it was a great angle to think about from Brandon. Well, I, I, I don't dislike it, but the only thing is this. Well, I got a few things. The first thing is this. So you dislike it. Well, no, I, I mean, on its face. <laughs> I, but here's the deal. <laughs> In Brandon's scenario, what happens if they get five? If in the first seven weeks of the year, the Commanders are averaging sixteen and a half points per game, yeah. and then Ron Rivera gets fired, so you're going to elevate the offensive coordinator that yes. is seemingly not getting it done. Yes, because you can't change that. What they have, listen, they have weapons there. We all are football heads. We all know. We all know our stuff. Okay, they got weapons there, but it's going to take more than six or seven weeks to implement it, Martin. It's going to take a little bit of no, time. Well, I'm there. talking about for Brand. I'm saying in in the scenario in which Brandon is outlining, if they're firing Ron Rivera in the middle of the season, what if they fire him because the offense is no good? Now, the other thing that I, the other question that I would have, we don't know who's going to be owning this team. True. We don't know who's going to be making the hire. You remember earlier this year, we made jokes and said maybe the fact that Ron Rivera still got his job is because there's nobody there to fire him. Yeah. <laughs> Dan yeah. Snyder's embroiled in all types of legal legalities, and he's trying to sell the team, or he doesn't. He actually, he's not trying to sell the team, yeah. and everybody else is trying to make him. Yeah, he's kicking and screaming. Right. So I, I you know, I, I wonder, you know, if when you're hiring, look. We just saw the Phoenix Suns get bought by a real estate mogul 
in Michigan, and before he even had his username and password to log into the system, he traded for Kevin Durant. Yep. These guys are coming in here, buying teams, and making major impact and major changes immediately. So I, those are the two things that I, I will push back on in that regard. And, and I just don't – it's just so crazy. And now that he's no longer in Kansas City, he's no longer under the shadow of Andy Reid. So we'll see what happens going forward. But the idea that this guy went to go to be the offensive coordinator for another team before he got a head coaching job is absolutely, I almost said a bad word, it's absolutely absurd. What is it, it? It's bat bleep crazy. <laughs> that 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 would that it, it 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 defies all logic, and that is the reason why I'll sit there and be like, yeah, yeah, it's because he's black, and they don't want to hire somebody black. Because what else could it be? Yeah, what, what else could it be? Very very true. But I have a rebuttal against the ownership thing, like you said about the Saints ownership. They're great owners because. They put football people in place, and they sit up in their you know luxury box and eat I don't know salmon croquettes and, and caviar and drink champagne on Sundays and watch the game. And they just you know you're rich and you own you're a billionaire. You own a team. And you let the football people do their job. If there's football people in place there, when the new ownership comes in, I don't think an ownership could come in. You're not going to do yourself any favors by buying a team and coming in and wiping out all the football people and then saying, okay, who are you going to go hire? Like, there's not a hot name right now. All the names, Sean Payton's name was the biggest name. Eric Bieniemy's name is another name out there. Some of these other coordinators that got jobs weren't hot names when the year started. They We're getting into the younger coaches now uh, as far as coming in and getting a position. And if what if the football people there are like, listen, we know new ownership's coming in. If the new ownership goes, hey, is Eric Bieniemy the guy? If the football people think he is their guy and they're there, then he'll be fine there. I get what you're saying, but there's also a flip side. They can also come in too and trust the football people across the league because no one says Eric Bieniemy is not a good, shouldn't be a head coach. Everyone says he should be a head coach. You're going to be a new ownership group and you're going to go against what everybody is telling you and you're going to try to do your own thing. Good luck with that in the National Football League. And other owners are frowning on that too because they don't want you. When you come in, it's the good old boys club. You got to fall in line. You're We're billionaires too, homeboy, and you're new. You're new. Yeah, you're in the door, but you're new. You still got to stand over here and drink your punch. You don't get to sit at this table just yet. You're in the room, but I I, I would just – that's just my rebuttal. So they could come in and, you know, not want them, but I can say no. They can also come in and ask the football people. And the football people say, no, he's the, he's the coach. Let us just do our thing. You own, the, you own the team now, but let us do what we do and let's turn this franchise around. So I'm going I'm, I'm to stay with that one. I, I love that point. We could talk about how complicated other banks, other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, or we could talk about how with Discover you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. I mean, talk about amazing. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem award. Terms apply. Coming up next, me and VJ will break down the most contentious quarterback team relationship in the National Football League as we are get ready for the All-Star, All-Star Saturday. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio. Martin and VJ coming. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. TLR from the Tyrac.com studios. It's interesting that uh, Perfect bounced back with Poison. Because the last two mm-hmm. off-seasons... Mm-hmm. VJ, VJ Vernon Husky. Aaron Rodgers has taken a psychedelic drug. This offseason, he's just locking himself in the dark for four days. Yes, I love it. And a way to clear your mind. Yeah. I, I think it just begs the question. Look, I, I, okay, obviously, it's kind of ridiculous. Whether you love it or not, dude, we can admit, right? We can we can we agree on, upon this statement that it's a little bit ridiculous to lock yourself in the dark for four days, no. especially when you're getting food and food and water delivered to you. No, and I'm gonna tell you why. And just oh, from my not for from my standpoint of it, I myself right now are I'm in a portion of my life where I am I am really owning my soul. I am really owning my mind. I'm really learning, you know, therapy, all types of stuff, man, meditation. I am always up for anybody doing something that they feel like at the end of the day, when they lay down and close their eyes, it's made them a better person, regardless of what anybody else on God's green earth thinks about it. I love stuff like this, dude. And he said he's he's talked to people. He didn't just go, yeah, I'm going to go lock myself in a dark room and get food delivered to a trade to a slot. Like the whole, like you're in a hole in prison. No, he spoke. He said, listen, I've talked to people about this. I've researched this. I've studied this. He's not the only person there. It's a, it's a compound. And I just, I just think you could come out a better person more, more. Come on, man. With your mind, more clear, more focused, getting away from social media, getting away from the world for four days. This isn't a vacation on the beach in the Bahamas or in Maui where you're still around people. This is total isolation, man. I, I'm, I'm no, a, so, maybe I'm weird too. I, and I'm drinking whatever they drinking that tea stuff. Pass me some. I'm here. So you're actually not correct here from Aaron Rodgers' own mouth. He said he will be provided from food with food from those running the retreat. It will arrive once a day via a two-way slot at the door. How am I wrong about that? That's what I said. You're getting it. You're getting uh, you're in the room. I thought you said it wasn't like he was going to be in the hole. No, no, this, no, no. I said look, it's like it's like well, not the look, whole, you listen, know the whole. Um, you know, you know. I know you're talking about solitary confinement in prison, and yeah. I'm going to tell you this. What's the difference? He'll be alone in a room <laughs> for the duration. Okay. Uh, He will be provided a toilet. Now, here's the difference. A bathtub. But he will be provided a toilet. Okay. He will be provided food through a two-way slot in the door. Yeah. And he will be sober during the event. That's what he said on Pat McAfee's show on Thursday. Yep. He's not required to stay for the entirety of the event. So that's another difference between, between jail and this. 
So he can audible and get out. True. I know that, but you can in the hole. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said it's not like he's in the hole in a prison. That's what I said. I'm saying I'm agreeing with you. I'm not. It's not like that's what he's doing. He's in a place where if he wants to leave, he can. But this is this is bigger. This is bigger, man, than just what we really know on everyday society, Martin. Just person to person, what we go through, how we live our lives, how we move through the day. This is something completely off the map and off the path that the normal person would never even attempt to do. And when they hear DJ, it, it's, you know why it's the normal weird. person would never attempt to do this? <sighs> they don't have the focus. They don't have the mentality. No, 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 no. They don't they have they the don't discipline. Have Thirty-nine million dollars to take five days <laughs> off of work and sit in the dark. Well, first of all, listen. There's a lot of dudes sitting on some sofas playing Call of Duty all damn day. It, ain't, it may not be in the dark, but you ain't getting up and going to work are getting up and going to face the world and face your problems. You're on the couch with a with a bottle playing FIFA with some 13-year-old overseas somewhere. Like, come on, man. Like, I, I think, once again, this is about discipline. This is about his mental growth. This is about growing his soul, growing his mind. And I, like I said, I am at that place in my life where I am exploring different things like this. I haven't explored being locked away, but there are steps you do to lead up to. Maybe you get to this point, and I'm all with it, Martin. I'm, I, maybe man, I'm weird. Maybe I'm weird too. I'm all for your mental health journey. You start locking yourself in dark rooms, VJ. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna talk about you. Same <laughs> way I'm talking about him. You start. That's cool. You start, we talk you start, about you start, each other uh, all the time. Taking hallucinogenic drugs. You start doing DMT. You start drinking ayahuasca. Uh, yeah, yeah, hey, pal, something's hey, going I, on I, here. I'd much rather drink some of them teas than some of the alcohol and liquor that are in these stores that are killing people every day hey, out fam, here, listen, bro. if I mean, you was drinking alcohol like that, I'd have a conversation about that yeah. with you, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like hey. it, man. I, I I thought it was cool. I just think I wouldn't last one minute in the dark, but... We're going to spend some more minutes on the NBA coming up next. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. That's right. Martin and VJ broadcasting live from the Tyrec.com studios. Tyrec.com will help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrec.com is the way tire buying should be. VJ, I don't know if this is indicative of how everybody felt about the skills competition, but I'll read you a tweet. Please do. Let's pray this three-point contest is better than that clown show of shooting in the skills contest. And I'll admit, VJ, I'm not necessarily watching the skills contest with uh, – I'm not watching it <laughs> with uh, with both eyes. I got one eye on it. But I did see Jordan Clarkston miss about three shots from – like right about the elbow – and then after that, I was like, "All right, uh, I'll go back to reading." Who's what I was even reading. in it? I, I don't do even. I don't even know, Martin. I'm so displaced from this man, and and we all. You have to take a stand, right? As a fan, sooner or later, you can't just keep crying and complaining about stuff. Turn it off. Don't watch it if you really feel what you're saying. I found out who was in the dunk contest like an hour ago, dude. I'm dead serious. I just looked it up when we were talking to Mark Medina about it. I was like, oh, wow, I haven't even looked. And I'm because I heard you say that one guy's name. I look at the other two names. Now, I know who um, uh, the, th- uh, the third, I think is, I don't know his last name, but somebody the third. I can tell you really know him well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can tell. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can tell you. You seem very f- familiar with his work. Shut up. <laughs> but, that's, but, but that's the point I'm making is like I don't even know these guys and I and I watch the NBA but on the flip side of that who the hell is calling them where what meeting is happening where they go okay 
Welcome everybody here. Thanks for everybody for coming in today. So let's go ahead and get the dunk contest going, guys. And who are we gonna call? Who thought of okay, let's call such and such and such and such and such. Who's coming up with these guys? Jericho Sims. You could have told me Jericho Sims played for the Knicks, or you could have told me that Jericho Sims was a conscious rapper out of Harlem. Yeah. And I would have been like, that okay, sound cool. like a good rap name. Don't Jericho, yeah, Jericho don't Sims, Jericho Sims yeah. sound like he was with Talib Kweli and most Never def- heard of him. Yeah, Jericho Sims. But yo, you got yo, you heard that new you heard that new Jericho Sims V? That I'm saying though, don't he sound like he could have been a part of Black Star? Yeah. Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims. Or like, or, <laughs> or he sound like he could have been a Wu Tang member. I was literally took okay. the words out of yep. my mouth. He, it like he could he been not a, been yep. a part of the clan? Yep. The Wu Tang clan. Yep. Jericho on. Sims, Method, Method Man, uh, you know, Inspector Deck, Ghostface, Raekwon, Jericho, Jericho Sims. Sims. Exactly. <laughs> It fits, it fits, it fits, but real talk. Who, like, Trey, okay, Trey Murphy the third. Mac McClung, like, bro, like, who? You got to be kidding me when you're giving us guys. We don't know who they are. Like, why would you do that? And whose decision was this? Let me ask you a question, Mark. Can you make players do it? If you're the NBA, could you say, listen, this is a company. This is a business. You you play in this league, and I, I hate to say it like this because it's going to sound like, you know, Corporate bullying, but that's what IBM would do. That's what AT&T would do. That's well, what any major company. Okay. Listen, I, you work for us. This is what you do. I, to, I think we've gone a little too far. Like, at the at, at a certain point, you got to go to work. Okay? Yeah, yeah, right? At a certain point, like, I, I get, and, and Medina was saying earlier, like, sometimes this load management comes from the teams. <sighs> BJ, you know what my secret is to fix All-Star Weekend? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. We got to make it about the shoe companies. Okay, the teams how, how? are The teams are secondary. Okay. At this point. Okay. Whatever whatever Damian Lillard is getting from the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. He's getting that much more in endorsements, right? Oh, oh yeah. Of course, probably. This is how you solve All-Star Weekend. You have Team Nike, Team Adidas, mm-hmm. Team New Balance, so it'll just be Kawhi. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Team Under Armour. I'm about to Armour, say Kawhi's, so Kawhi's by himself. Right? But you have... <laughs> but that's the way I think that you have that level of scenario. Like, if you have... Okay... We have Nike athlete Jason Tatum participating in the dunk contest. And then you get a bag from Nike if you know what I'm saying? If, if, if you, you win, win it. Okay, oh, okay. If you win it. Okay. Or it's like you get a bag to participate in a new shoe drops if you win it or something like that. Ooh. But that's where the incentive is gonna have to come from. Cause it's not gonna be we've it's not gonna be from the teams. The teams don't want them to play. Mm. Right? That's what Medina said earlier. A lot of times these guys are coming. Like, we, why will we – why? If I'm Kevin – if I am the Phoenix Suns, do I want Kevin Durant to go out there knowing that he's gotten hurt every year in the last four? Do I don't want him out there playing basketball for not me? It's got to have to – it's going to have to come, in my opinion, from the, the places where these – especially the guys that we're talking about yeah. are making more money than in the NBA. LeBron makes more money from Nike than he does from the Lakers. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's going to be the person that he's going to answer to more often than this actual team. Well, now you're going down a rabbit hole because then now you have the teams going out, the companies now. Because, hey, now you're, you're making my guy go do this. He may be wearing your shoe, but he works for me. He works will, for hey, us. Like you, I will deal with that bridge. When we get to it. Yeah, I, and I feel you on that. And that's not a bad idea. I actually I actually like it. I thought my idea was, and I had wrote a, fruit, a few down this morning, 
to just change some of this stuff and offer money. We know these guys are all about their paper. You about your paper. I'm about my paper. Chris is about his paper. Brandon's, we all about our money because we all got to live and we all want nice things that we deem is nice for us and our lives. Hey, Bill's so, coming on the first. So there you go, everybody. Yeah, rent, rent and mortgage is doing the first for everybody. Don't nobody get past that unless you pay ahead. But don't nobody get past that, okay? So... I would I would add more money into this. The NBA's got the bread. Get the sponsorships in on it also. So it's like, okay, you guys throw in 10 mil, we'll throw in 10 mil. That's pocket, that's nothing to Nike, Reebok, Papa John's, Domino's, Dr. Pepper, and the NBA. It's a, that's nothing to them. But to the player, hold on, I went to dunk, dunk contest, I get three million. So hold on, I get a three million dollar check. If I, I don't care if you are a top money-making guy. Steph Curry, you get $4 million if you win a three-point shootout? You think Steph Curry, you think Miss Aisha Curry's going to say, yeah, we don't need that extra $4 million. That's not how rich people think. They want the pennies. You know what I'm saying? That's how they stay rich. You know what I mean? So I think if you got together with the NBA and you got together with the sponsorships and you put bread on it, millions, not no hundreds, a thousand, that ain't nothing to them. Some of them got cars that cost that. Some of them got jewelry that cost that. Put some millions on it. And also, and I saw this, this isn't my idea, but I liked when I saw it and I thought about it in the past, one-on-one tournament. One-on-one tournament. I mean, that dog, you and I are old enough to remember how basketball's changed, right? And one-on-one used to be how you really gauged yourself, playing guys one-on-one after practice. Do you even hear that today? Do you even hear about stories of guys today that stayed after practice to go one-on-one with the best guy on the team or the best defender on the team? But we heard it through the Jordan era. We heard it through the, the Shaq talked about. We heard it through, especially Kobe. They said Kobe would come to L.A. Kobe would go to UCLA and, and play Reggie Miller. Push them on the court. Say, nah, bro, come on, lace up. Let's play, let's play one-on-one to five real quick. Let's play one-on-one to seven real quick. You say so real actually, quick, but you know, if you added something like that, just like a 10-man, a 10-man one-on-one tournament, each game to, you know, each game to six, each game to seven, and put like five mil on the winner, B, I, I think it works. I, and the thing that I don't understand here is it seems that, oh, well, you can't do that because then the loser will be embarrassed. What are we talking about? It's soft. Soft. Well, it's just like these are the, we're, okay, it's the NBA All-Star game. It's the All-Star rosters. And how you get there, you get there regardless. But whoever voted for all of this situation, fans, media, players, coaches, whoever, you end up at the same boat in terms of these are the 30 best players in the league, give or take a hand, give or take one or two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you are the like, did you see this? Did you see that they're going to make it so they pick the reserves before the starters so yeah. there's no, quote-unquote, last person picked? Soft. But I. But on the flip side, on the flip side, the minute I read that, what I thought back to was my days at the basketball courts back in Woodbridge, Virginia, where I grew up, where you get to the blacktop, everybody's shooting around. You wait till you get enough people there to run that five-on-five. Everybody start lacing up, and everybody's standing around. Two two captains shoot from top of the key. I don't know if y'all did free throw line or top of the key. We shot from top of the key. First two make it or two captains, and everybody else is standing. Y'all got Martin. All right, bet. Yo, let me get VJ. All right, yo, I got Sean. That part of it, I was like, okay, that might be a little cool. Then I kept reading. It was like, oh, no, they're going to pick the starters last so nobody feels left out. Oh, my God. God. And people get mad at me and call me a hater on Twitter when I tell people how society, how we soft, especially in sports, we soft. So nobody gets their feelings hurt, dude. You make thirty million dollars. How are you? How's your feelings hurt over getting picked? I think uh, that's my beef. Yeah, that's my beef. You should be above this. Thank yeah, thank you. If I if me, Martin Weiss is sitting up there 
making fun of Buddy Heald, who just happens to be on TV right now because he was the last person picked in the All-Star game. Buddy Heald goes home in his phantom, gets in his elevator <laughs> to go up to his room <laughs> in which phantom. he has a closet for his shoes yeah. and probably a room for I, his dogs room. or cats. Yeah, a room, a room for his shoes. Okay, so 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 just just take a picture of your house and, and respond with that. All right, because I mean, call me broke. Yeah, and then you know what? We're even. What, what, what are we doing? What happened, no, Martin? Is you're right, dude. That's that's dead on. And you and I, we're gonna agree 100 percent on this. What happened, Martin? Is we made what happened when the debate process of sports talk entered the fray where everything is a debate and you got to choose a side and we got to have a list. And then people, athletes, started showing their emotions about what's said about them and where they're placed through social media. That's how we get to where we are right now. Because you think Christian Leitner cares that that Shaq didn't want to go? Or Shaq was like, well, I mean, if y'all want to take him, that's cool. I don't. I, I never really believed Shaq on that because he's just way too competitive. But do you think Christian Leitner cares that he didn't get a lot of playing time or he was the last person selected for the greatest assembled basketball team of all time? Because back then they would have said, man, you better shut up and be glad you on the damn team. The hell are you talking about? You ain't Burr. You ain't Magic. You ain't Jordan. You ain't. You ain't. Nothing. Isaiah Thomas got stuffed off the team, bro. You better be happy to be here. And, well, and as shift, Isaiah said, the shift came. He met the requirement. He met the. He met. He <laughs> met the requirement. But then the shift came. Competition trophies. Come on now, man. You get a trophy. Just Martin. I'm old enough to remember that when you play like little league sports for the YMCA or the local sports club, whatever it's called, where you're from, AAU. If you do not finish second, first, or third, Martin, you don't get a trophy. You just don't. Everybody knows you got that jersey and you play, but yeah, y'all feel, y'all was five and five. Y'all didn't get nothing. We would say that passing kids in school. Y'all was five and five. Y'all ain't getting nothing, but I got the first place jacket on, bro. I got the second place. At least we made it to the championship game. Now everybody gets it because we don't want people to feel bad, and it's seeped into professional sports. That's where we get that from. Well, I just know this. I just know that if I am the NBA and I'm thinking about the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. There's nobody in this league that I want to see more in a dunk contest than John Moran. Oh, There's nobody it. in the league I want to see more in a dunk. Every, how many Saturdays, me and you sitting there talking about football, but we see John Moran do something ridiculous, yeah. and we grab each other's arms yeah. but can't say anything <laughs> out loud because we're talking about football. Yeah. Could you imagine Could you imagine dunk contest with, like, him – Levine, I think Gordon. I think Gordon maybe passed it and, and out of. I think he was pissed that he got robbed. I thought but, he got robbed too. But there's some young. There's also some other hot flyers in the league that I would want to see. That's the last time this thing had any juice. Yep. Oh yeah. When it was Zach Levine, yep. NBA starter, lottery pick, and Aaron Gordon, yep. NBA starter. Yep. Mac McClung has not played significant minutes on television since he transferred to Texas Tech. Has Jericho Sims had playing time with the Knickerbockers? Is he? Is he's he? the third big. The only reason oh, wow. he's off the bench Man. is because Mitchell Robinson has been hurt. All he's been hurt in and out. He'd be in a suit if it wasn't for that. That's it. Yeah, he'd be a DNP. That's it. Yeah, wow. He'd be watching at home like us. Yeah, and it's that, just yeah, the yeah. idea that Ja though Ja earlier today says, "Oh, there's no way he would do the dunk contest." You are a two-time All Star. You are the. You're in the window. You need to. He. You. Zion, if healthy, you are the guys that need to be doing the dunk contest. I don't expect 
LeBron to run out there and get busy. No, not not anymore. Not anymore. Nope. Not anymore. Nope. That 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 bridge is passed. Okay. I don't expect KD to go out there and get busy. Nope. Even in the three point. I would like to see the Tyrese Halliburton's of the world hitting the three point contest. Because why? First time All Star. A young talent in the league when he finally has gotten the, the kind of the keys to the kingdom in Indiana. And you know what he's done? He's blossomed into a better player. Like how about Green? Idea. How about Green from Houston, the second year kid out of the D, out of the D League Unite? That's Boom. in Houston. He's another high. He's another acrobatic high flyer. Boom! Yeah, there we go. Can we get some lottery picks? Some guys who were like we, I'm Trey Murphy. I know him as a three point uh, shooter. Yeah, yeah. He he spreads the lane for the guys uh, like Larry Nance and and Zion and 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 Valent, uh, uh, Valentunas, right? Yep. Going and dunking. He is a floor spreader, and he's in the dunk contest. Like, I know there's dudes on TikTok right now. That are better dunkers. That are better dunkers. Uh, like, and so it, it, when you're doing that, it's just, and, and I get it, you know, the YouTube era, you can just YouTube any other old good dunk contest. Well, guess what? We're going to need to put out some new original content coming up soon. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and, and just to top and just to top this off, it's only going to get worse. I don't think it gets better. And, and it's because, like you said, you want to see them do it within like the first four or five years. The explosive guys, get it out your system. Vince did it early. Vince was in an a, a interview where he said he had to beg uh, Tracy McGrady to do it. He said, you guys don't even know what I had to do to get Trace to, to get in it. But Kobe did it as a rookie. Jordan did it three times young. Get it out of your system. Get it young so you don't, you know, you don't mess your body up. And then go sit down and let the new wave come. And that's how it used to be. And now they're just plucking from the Gatorade League. Yeah, I mean. I'm not watching it, bro. It's bad. I'm not I'm not watching it. Well, I, I'm not I, watching know, it. if it was the D-League dunk contest, then maybe Mac McClung would qualify. Yeah. So there we are. Yeah. But coming up next, we'll talk more about this All-Star debacle, All-Star Weekend, Salt Lake City. There you go. That sounds like a blast. Still overpaying for a razor in this economy? <laughs> Gross. With Dollar Shave Club, you can get a top-shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. Martin and VJ coming to you. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
Live from the Tyrac.com studios as Damian Lillard attempts to avoid elimination in the three-point contest. He's got 15 made. He's got to hit 20. And uh, I don't know. Looks like he's going to get there. But ultimately, this is just boring. Her Kevin Herter did something ridiculous. Missed every shot. Just about. There you go. So there we are. At the NBA All-Star Game, my solution to make the NBA All-Star Game a better product, NBA All-Star Weekend a better product, because the game itself isn't going to be great. My solution would be, you got Dame Lillard right now. He's signed with Adidas. All of these guys have shoe deals. I'll have them do the Adidas three-point contest or the Nike three-point contest and have a winner for Team Nike. And Team Nike, like John Morant just had a, a signature shoe released. Maybe you time the release of his signature shoe, signature shoe with his appearance in the dunk contest. Maybe. Just maybe. I don't know. The Are biggest you- scene that this, that this league has, the biggest show that this league has besides the NBA Finals, Maybe they should be putting their best players on display. <laughs> I don't know. Radical idea. No, VJ? No. Of course, listen, man. Of course they should be putting their best players on display. But, hey, listen, what are you going to do with this, man? We can go so back and forth with it. The, the three-point shootout and, you know, I, I guess marketing is now tied. If, if I'm seeing correctly, did he just tie with Jason Tatum in the three-point shootout? They got to have a shoot-off to uh, see who goes to the finals or what have you. But it's just, you want your best players out there. It's everybody watching. And I feel like we're going to be seeing more celebrities. Listen, I did peep in on the celebrity game because I have this weird infatuation with seeing if celebrities can play are athletic, like movie stars and guys like that. I, I You know, when an NFL player plays in the game, it's like, all right, I know this guy's an athlete. He plays in the NFL. But when you see an actor... Or somebody of that of that form play. I was like, oh, let me see if this dude got some game. He's a big fan. I'll be seeing him at the Knickerbocker games or the Laker games or the Miami Heat games. Let me see if he can play. And the way that game ended the other night was exciting because I, w- I used to be a wrestling fan, and I know who The Miz is. And The Miz hits that half-court shot, they, and they go, the Fat Joe drops the mic. They Giannis, everybody goes crazy. That type of stuff is fun, and they should stick with it. I just think once you start talking about the NBA players, you got to kind of improve and, and, and kind of up it there. You can't let The Miz from WWE, form, and, and formerly also from the real world, is where he started a show that I made, and my mom wouldn't let me go do it. I actually made Real World Hawaii, and my mom said, no, you can't go. But I to watch that guy do it, it's like, that's pretty cool. I've seen that guy wrestle and do his Why promos. Why wouldn't your mom let you go in the real world? She didn't want me to leave because it, it was in Hawaii, and at the time I was living in Virginia. And I think I was only, was I like 19 or 20? And she was just like, no, I don't think you should go do it. And I was just like, mom, I, I went to King's Dominion. It was, it was, the auditions were at an amusement park. I went with a friend. He wanted me to ride with him so he can audition. I was sitting there, but in order for me to sit in the cooling area, because it was really, I was like in the middle of the summertime back east with the humidity, she said I had to come into the tent. If I came into the tent, I had to fill out the paperwork. If I fill out the paperwork, which was a one-page name, address, da 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 why do you want to do this? And then if I filled it out, then I had to sit within the circle of discussion. So I did all of that. They came out and they were like, yeah, you, 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 and you point me. I said, me. I said, oh, no, no, I was just here with my boy. She was like, yeah, but they really liked you. And I went back in the tent and talked to him again and stuff and got a call like a week later. Like, yeah, we would like you to go to Hawaii and be on Real World. And I was like, okay, cool. My mom was like, no, I just had my first daughter too, man. So it probably wasn't, it wasn't the best decision for me to just up and leave. But my mom was like, she was really against it 100%. What year was this? Uh, I don't remember. It was just real world Hawaii. That's all I can remember was real. Let's see if we can get to the bottom of it. But I just know yeah. this that that would have been a good. 
Just rule that would have been a good uh, a good. I was actually approached to go on Temptation Island. Were you? Yep, November you fit, you 11, 2019. That. I'm looking at the DM right here. Hi, I'm doing casting and recruiting for the show Temptation <laughs> Island, seeking out couples to go on a well-paid month-long trip to Hawaii to put uh, their relationship to the test. No. If you're interested, check out my pinned tweet. No. And I was I was interested. Nah. But uh, my other half was not. I, so. I'm not in, no, I'm not into none. Anything like that, really. If it's just going to be us living in a house and whatever happens, happens, cool. But you're trying to get in my personal life, my relationship. You, I got a honey dip, and then you going to put all these other fine honey dips around me as a young guy who doesn't really know what it's like to really be committed in a relationship. You're going to do that to me? And nah, I'd have, I'd have screwed. I, I tell you this, I'd have left broke up. I wouldn't have left with the girl that I went with. That's for damn sure. I feel like if you go on a show like Temptation Island, you're either leaving with the girl you came with and you're getting married, nah. or you're going, you going home alone. You're going home alone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'd, 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 I'd have left broke up. I wouldn't have left with the girl because it's too it's temptation. The, the word is in the title of the show. <laughs> temptation, I, not, not spiritual relationship, I, not passion relationship, temptation, which means the whole premises is to tempt you 24 hours a day to do something with another young lady there that is not the lady you came with and to do something with another guy who's not the guy you came with. Nine times out of ten, bro, how do you think that's going to shake out? Well, i just say this, you know. I wasn't too invested in her no. situation oh, that I was okay, in. okay, okay. So okay. I was like, wait a minute. Okay. You mean to tell me y'all going to okay. pay me? Yeah. To, uh, to be moving in darkness. Yeah, I tell you what I would like do. Like Aaron Rodgers. If I was like my age now, say I was single and I was, and I am the, at the form of I am in my life now, and I got approached about doing a singles reality show like that, where it's uh, you know Temptation Singles or something or hookup singles something like, I'd go in a heartbeat. What at if the, it was Farmers Only? Nah, nah, it's gotta be black. It's gotta be. It's gotta. It's gotta be Black Planet. <laughs> I took it back. I took it back. It's got. It's gotta be BlackPlanet.com. It's gotta be. All right. Yeah. There's sports going on somewhere. Steve DeSager uh, will update us on everything that's going on. Steve, what's trending in the world of sports, my guy? They've just started the three-point contest final at NBA All-Star Saturday night in Utah. Damian Lillard went last in the first round and was the final of the three guys to make it into this. Final round. Buddy Heald, Indiana Pacers qualified. Tyrese Halliburton, Indiana Pacers, he qualified with a record tying 31 points in his first round. Earlier, the skills challenge in Utah went to Team Jazz, which won two of the three skills events. Later, the dunk contest. The actual All-Star game is tomorrow night. And remember, they'll have the player draft taking place before the contest. Giannis Antetokounmpo, team captain out of the East, but he suffered a wrist injury last game. Did not participate with his brothers in the skills challenge tonight, if that's an indication of whether he's playing tomorrow. The league's on all-star break, and that schedule does not resume until Thursday. Kevin Love completed a contract buyout with Cleveland. The Cavaliers said they will retire Love's jersey one day. Tiger Woods in L.A. shot a third-round 67. He's up to a tie for 26th place. John Rahm leads the tournament by three strokes after a 65. 13 NHL games, including early second period. It's now Carolina up 2-0 over Washington. Notable because they're playing outdoors at NC State for this one. The Daytona 500 is Sunday on Fox TV. The Xfinity race was tonight, and the winner on FS1 was Austin Hill. To college basketball, in progress on FS1, two minutes to go. 18th-ranked Creighton leads at St. John, 67-57. And 11 minutes to go at 8th-ranked Arizona. Wildcats ahead of Colorado, 59-45.
number one, Alabama, led Georgia 50 to 19 late in the first half, beat Georgia 108 to 59. Fourth ranked UCLA will host Cal in an hour. Cal's record this year is 3 and 23. Fifth, fifth ranked Kansas trailed by 16 points late first half, but beat ninth ranked Baylor in quite the comeback, 87-71. Number six, Texas, still tied for first with Kansas in the Big 12. Longhorns in overtime, edged Oklahoma 85-83. Number seven, Virginia, two points better than Notre Dame, 57-55. Notre Dame, 2-14 in conference this year. Kentucky beat 10th ranked Tennessee for a second time in league play, 66-54. Kansas State over Iowa State. Gonzaga has won at Pepperdine. Indiana beat Illinois. Wins for Miami and Xavier. Wins for UConn, TCU, and Providence. Back to you. Thanks, Steve. And I'm sorry if I interrupted you, but Lord have mercy, 3-23? and 23? What sport are they playing over there? <laughs> Not basketball. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious, Lord have mercy. I just looked up the line for that, VJ. It's got to be at least 20. 24 and a half. Well, they might they might actually get it. Also, really quick, I got a name for my reality show that I was just trying to make a name for that I would go to. They would call it Get Your Groove Back Island. If Get Your Groove Back Island called me. Get Your I, Groove yes, Back get, Island. Yes, Get Your Groove Back Island called me, and I was in this state of my life I am right now, and, and single, I, there is not a question that I'm out. I'm going. Stella! <laughs> 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 Yo, I love working you would, with you wouldn't think I would know that, would you, VJ? <laughs> nah, I knew you would know that, man. Now, so you talk about uh, getting back in the groove. Yeah. Martin and VJ coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. Phoenix Suns, man. <laughs> you know, I'd say what three, four years ago, really, really top of the uh, top of the Western Conference, competing for the title. This year, not so much. Right, they obviously last year got blown, like completely annihilated out of the playoffs, and now this year sitting there in the five seed, make a huge, huge trade to go get, in my from my estimation, probably second best player in the league right now when healthy, Kevin Durant. But the question that you have here, do you think the Suns are Durant's final team in his career? Mm. I think the answer's got to be no. Mm. Mm. He just seems like a guy. Hey, look, I just noticed. I, if I would love to be Kevin Durant's real estate agent, that's if he's buying one. everywhere, yeah, that's a good one. Um, man, you know what? I'll I go out on a limb and I I'll, I'll say I'll say yes because I don't see Durant as a 16, 17, 18 year type guy. I think Durant's more in that Jordan range, fourteen, fifteen years. And he's done. And he's out. Because he's already had lower extremity injuries. The Achilles, it shows that you could come back, but ever since he's come back, he keeps having lower leg injuries because your body's overcompensating for trying to strengthen the Achilles and the Achilles once being torn. You're never the same player again just because you can suit back up and you could come score. He doesn't have the same explosiveness and is starting to come down. Larry Johnson was once famous for saying, and you and I actually talked about this, standing outside the studio waiting to come in one day, where... The day he knew that he was never going to be the same player again and that his clock was ticking was a crossover through the lane was a dunk. When it became a crossover to the lane, jump, stop, pump, fake, he knew then because everybody else is still jumping. You're not jumping anymore. So your clock starts ticking. Durant can still go out and get 27, 30, 40 points. I get that. I just do this Phoenix thing, four years left, three years left on this deal. 
you know, get a chance to win a championship. If they win one, you want to come back and try to defend it. I just don't see – remember, he said, I just want a ball. I don't want to be a leader. I don't want to do all this other stuff. I think basketball will burn him out the way that it – it's covered and talked about today, and that's the stuff I think that'll push Kevin Durant away a little early. So I'll say yes because at the end of the second year, going into the third year of this deal, going into that next year, he's probably going to want a, an extension. And if they're giving him an extension, I just don't see them trading him down the line. I think he might even just retire there, especially if he can hang a banner there. You know, I just don't know. For this guy, I mean, okay, the one thing that was... Well, that's what I was going to say, but that's a cop-out. I was going to say, I don't know, but I had to give an answer. No, no I'm saying the, the thing that we all hear about Kevin Durant, the mm-hmm. one universal truth about Kevin Durant, he just wants to hoop. Yep. Right? That's one thing that has been just stapled as a fact on Kevin Durant's front of his jersey, like like somebody put a dollar on his shirt for its birthday. You know what I'm saying? Just stapled to the front of his shirt. All KD does is wants to hoop. As soon as something gets in the way, as soon as he starts uh, the Golden State contract, whatever, as soon as Kyrie gets, I just want to hoop, I just want to hoop, I just want to hoop. So I just feel like, invariably, I don't know how long Chris Paul's got in the tank, but he's going to be there for the current time being with no real true end in sight, right? Mm-hmm. Chris Paul seems to be a pretty cantankerous dude, from what I can tell. Okay. I, I don't know him personally. Yep. But there's like seven different people that got claims that Chris Paul's the dirty player because he reached and hit him in the, you know what I'm saying? In the spot. Yeah. That's dirty. there's like and then the vision I have of Chris Paul, you know how sometimes somebody does something and you see that every time you see them? Yeah. Every time I see Chris Paul, I see him jumping up and down, pointing at the rim. Because DeAndre Jordan hasn't dunked it yet. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking? The yeah. one when he, he was in yep. a clip when he was a Clipper, yep. and he's pointing up and down. He's just fussing. He's fussing like a toddler, like dunk the ball, yeah. dunk the ball. And I just, I just don't know. I don't think that Chris Paul has changed much since then. No, and you know what my beef with always CP3 has always been, man, and and it's been the guy code breaking. And I just had this discussion with my wife the other night. Guy code, the only people who really understand it are guys because it's guy code, just like girl code. If my wife says, listen, it's a girl thing, it's a woman thing, I shut up. I don't try to figure it out. I don't try. Well, I'm just trying to understand, babe. No, dude, it's a lady thing. Let them have their thing. We got our things over here when we joking or we out and about with each other. It's a guy code thing. He breaks guy code. Like you said, hitting in the crotch, that's guy code because that's a fight. You, you feel what I'm saying? Like, you go in that region of me, that's a fight in the street. Uh, that's a fight at the mall, school, anything. Guys with pro athletes making so much money, nobody really wants to fight. He did that in high school, and then he did it twice in college, and now he's done it in the NBA. Somewhere that's, Julius Hodge is screaming. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, That's one thing. The second thing that always kind of rubbed me wrong about Chris Paul is Chris Paul actually sometimes act like as if he's won. He acts like, like, like the stuff he would get into, like with Steph, it was just like the shoulder shimmy, like staring him down. It's like, dude, Steph's been busting your ass. Steph has been giving you work for years, dog. He made you fall on national TV with an out and in move on the baseline. Dudes, they were making break dance memes of you of who got you got served, which is actually a really good movie. Don't judge me. I really did like you got served. I didn't, wasn't a fan of the groups, but the movie was good. But you were break dancing like that, dog. You were getting broken down like that. He has just kind of like this smugness to him that like. I'm like I'm there. I'm a winner. No, you're dude. No, you're not. You've never won nothing. You didn't even win a conference when you were at Wake Forest. You're never. You've never won. We've never seen you hold up a trophy for something in your entire basketball career. 
But he kind of moves Martin like he has. And those two things, guy code and kind of just his smugness has always uh it's always rubbed me wrong about Chris Paul. The flopping, but but when That's- you the flopping, but when you want to act like you're got a sturdy body, you act like you got a sturdy body. It was like DJ Augustine, like LeBron taking the charge and flopping against DJ Augustine. It's like, dude, you yell and scream and flex. You can't get run over by DJ Augustine. I don't hey, care first how of all, what I won't stand for on this airwaves. What's DJ Augustine slander because that guy gave that's me my, 40 with a broken right hand in the summer league game. That's my guy, but he okay, I'm I'm not giving him slander, but can he run over LeBron James Martin? No. Okay. Although Miami, he could the, run over a 15-year-old Martin Weiss. Thank that's a you. Fact. Ooh, look, look, there you go, man. Say it with your chest, Martin. DJ Augustine ain't got nothing on you, homeboy. No, like, he, can't he, call. I know. No, but, he had a lot on me. He yeah. had about 40 on me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're talking hey, about it. Chris but, Paul just, yeah, dude, those two things, Martin, have just but see, really but run but me that's wrong the about reason, I'm not DJ, a fan That's this. the reason why I'm like, okay, KD finishing his career in, in Phoenix? I don't know because I think Chris Paul probably will. This is Kevin Durant's quote. From when he was asked this question, he said, I'm having a good time at the moment and can see myself being here for the rest of my career. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I said the same thing about Brooklyn. <laughs> well, oh, wow, he said that. Who knows? But, oh, that's what's up. That's he what's did up. say that. And I have to say this. Uh, Kevin Durant, uh, I've, uh, you know, people talk about his burners and all this. I love it. I, 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 I'm with you. I love it. I'm I love the, I love the fact that he knows that everything he says is going to be front page news. And, uh, and and we fall for it every single time. But coming up next, we'll have the progressive play of the day and more NBA talk. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio. The big cat for the big bird. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Third at one, Tiger Woods three feet straight to the bottom it goes for Tiger Woods. Cashes in with the eagle at one, circle it twice on the card. Tiger, four under on today's round and three under par. That's the progressive play of the day brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Martin and VJ coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. And VJ, I'll tell you what. What's up? The, the universe is truly healing when I see Tiger Woods coming in under par. Even though he's not going to win this thing, that's something that we needed to see. 
after the Tennessee and Kentucky game that I watched, uh, it stayed on CBS. I heard Jim Nance's voice. I was in the kitchen doing something. Hello, like, friend. Exactly, man. It, also, too, just quick sidebar, just my opinion. I think he is, is the best network lead sports guy in my lifetime. I don't think that there's somebody that's that does all the sports, the lead guy. So he does the tennis. He does the golf. He does the NFL. We know everything that he does. There. I just think I think he's the best guy in my lifetime. I love watching him and listening to him, especially tell stories and just throw stats and, stats and stuff out there. But, man, you talk about – a nostalgia feeling today. And I know where he was. Right now, I think he's climbed to 24th or 23rd or something like that. I I get it. But the fact that this man has been through so much and all the joy that he has given us over the last two decades in golf, it just felt so damn good to watch Tiger hit these shots. And you still hear the fans. They still love and appreciate him. Get in the hole! Tiger! There you go, Tiger! Come on, Tiger! You'll get it! Tiger! You gotta love that. Tiger, Tiger! Get in Tiger! They hit him with this. Get in the hole! Get in the hole! All right, from 203 yards, shut up. <laughs> shut up. He's not getting in the hole from this damn far. Y'all don't have to say that for everything. Getting a hole to me is supposed to be for putts that are like within 10 to 12 feet. When a guy is approaching from 155, shut up, dude. Don't yell, get in the hole. Y'all guys remember when they did, you steal mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Ty, you guys remember, Tiger used to be so fierce. We've seen Tigers get guys thrown off the course for taking a picture, like during his backswing and stuff. Tiger was just such a, a legendary lifetime icon. And to me, the greatest uh, golfer we've ever seen in the sport. And I know there's people that'll argue Jack and Sam Snead and some other guys. That's fine. But for me, it's Mr. Eldridge Woods. But Martin, today, man, God, that felt good. And then I didn't know the U.S. Open was at the Los Angeles uh, Country Club this year. So for the first time in his career, he is going to play a major in his home area. You know what I'm saying? He's from he's from the area. It's just, dude, it just feels good, man. It, it felt it felt really good watching that today. I was, I, my wife came in. She's like, you watching golf? I said, yeah, Tiger, uh, Tiger's in contention. <laughs> That's what I'm watching. Tiger's playing. I'm not watching golf. I'm watching Tiger. Yeah, I'm about to say in contention is 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 aggressive. Uh, you, yeah, I, but, I know, but I, wanna, I feel, I but feel I where you coming from. But I said uh, he's in contention. Well, I'll say this: at least he made the cut. Yep. Because that is is it's first of all a savage thing that is just in golf and really not any other sport. Yep. <laughs> right? Where like racing and golf, where you cannot make the cut. Yeah. Golf, <laughs> you can you come out here Saturday. and say, "Hey, <laughs> you didn't make the real tournament, pal." Yeah. <laughs> say you go home. You can watch this on TV, but. The thing that I like about this is that I and before I I told Tiger to hang him up, but if oh, you can really? still compete, because here's the deal, I, I don't want to see LeBron coming off the bench playing 15 minutes a game. Okay, you know what I'm saying? I don't need the wizard. I don't need the 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 wizards, Michael Jordan. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I want the best of the best. And when you can no longer give your best, have a seat, bro. Thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories. Yeah, I feel right. It. So that's kind of where I was at with it, and I I saw. Tiger Woods get like people were like hugging him yeah. as last year as he's walking into the clubhouse. And you know why they do that, VJ? They do that because they know he ain't a real threat. He's not a real threat to whoop they they tails like he used to. Mm-hmm. So it's like a oh man, you know, great to see you again, bud. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Cause you they knew he was not a real competition. He's not real competition. This feels different. 
and I like this better. Well, this is this is all based off of what's happened in the last two years. Now, remember, he came back and played the Masters the last two years without really doing any big warm-ups, and the warm-ups that he did was too close to the Masters. So this is how methodical Tiger is. So it's February. So let me go ahead. He's the host of this tournament. He will host this tournament until the day he dies. This is a tournament that the PJs handed to him and said, will you be the host of this tournament every year? Tiger said yes. Okay, so the Palisades, the Genesis tournament and Palisades and Pacific Palisades, which I played the nine-hole course out there one time on Father's Day, a gift from my wife for me and my father-in-law went out there and played nine holes. Beautiful, beautiful course. Very hard, too. And I am and I suck, so I can only imagine what the PGA core course is for them. But you go ahead and get this tournament in, right? He's going to play something else that leads up to the Masters. But see, he's starting earlier. He's aiming for two things, Martin. He's aiming for Augusta, and he's aiming to come back in June when the U.S. Open is here at the Los Angeles Country Club and try to – he's going to try – he wants a major this year, and he's starting – early because remember when he released it on Thursday nobody thought Tiger nobody knew Tiger was playing until just Thursday bro he kept that inside and where it is they also have a guy one of his people in his circle has already is scouting the Los Angeles course just to help Tiger get prepared for the U.S. Open he's trying to go get a major this year bro all right VJ we got a little over a minute left what's up quick question sure sir NBA all-star game dunk contest just started Trey Murphy just had the first on okay Draymond Green's calling calling the festivities oh god <laughs> All right. Draymond Green is a four-time All-Star. Will Draymond Green have more All-Star appearances as a player or as a broadcaster? Broadcaster. I think so too. Broadcaster. I don't think it's close. <laughs> He'll do this I for the next 20. We'll, we'll see we'll see Draymond Draymond for the next 15 years. All right, Martin and VJ signing God off Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote